Good morning, again. It is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn Clark. Griffin's here. Prince Charles is in. It is an unpleasant Thursday morning. What I love whenever there's a little bit of rain is I just know it's going to make my trip in here much more miserable. Because for some reason, we do not handle anything well around here. I understood it in Arizona. It doesn't rain there. When I lived in Arizona for two years, a little bit of rain was pure pandemonium. And there was breaking news alerts. It was a pure state of emergency over this amount of rain. But I got it. Like, you don't see it. There were people there that are like, what is this? What do I do? There's something coming out of the sky threatening to kill me. Actually, the really crazy thing in Arizona, there is legitimately, it's a phenomenon called a derecho. It is a, a dust storm. And you'll just be like driving down the highway and all of a sudden you will not be able to see. Like you have to pull over because you legitimately for like two minutes cannot see. Because it's dust just kicking up everywhere. It's called a derecho. I had never experienced it. Nobody warned me about it. And I was driving, I believe, on the 10 out in Phoenix one day, and I was like, oh, my God, is the world coming to an end? Is this the apocalypse? How long did this last? It's, it's quick. It, okay. it moves so very quickly. But, like, I, I, I at first didn't want to pull over because I was like, this isn't that. You just don't know what's happening. You're like, hey, this is all right. But I'm like, no, I have to pull over. I'm going to die. And then, you know, I watched it go by, and then I started feverishly calling everyone I know. What the hell just happened? And it doesn't, like, it's not like a, a, a storm here where, like, it affects every part. They call it the valley out in the Phoenix. So I was out in West Phoenix at the time. So I'm, like, calling my friends who live in East Phoenix. And they're like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, today's, today's fine. I'm like, no, I just, I just had all this. And I don't know how to describe it because I don't know what it is. And they finally are like, oh, it was a derecho. Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about how it. How often did this happen? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't live out there long enough to really dive into it. I just got used to it after the first time Mm. I experienced it. Do you think rain or derechos were worse for Arizona? For Arizona, it was rain. I'm telling you, whenever it would rain, it would be a full-on panic. Weather was a panic in Arizona. The northern part of the state could be due to get some snow, which, like, happens. There were mountains that way. Like and and they would make it breaking news in Phoenix because there was something weather related and they hired all these weather people and they were like, well, it's something we can say other than it's hot. So, so we're gonna we're gonna run with it. It became this statewide point. news. Yes, correct. Stecka, so, Stecka said it so, is currently raining in Phoenix right now. There you go. <laughs> what was it really? Yeah. People, I'm sure it is a panic situation, Stecka. I am sure that people are not handling it well. That makes sense. Here, I don't get it. It's a little bit of rain, guys. Keep going. I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying drive 1,000 miles an hour. Don't do that when it's nice out. I'm saying we can just live normally. It's a little bit of rain. We're all going to be okay. It's a PSA brought to you by Glenn Clark. Sick of this. Sick of it. Sick of it. Unpleasant day in Baltimore. All right. Uh, a lot to do on the program today. Today's show is brought to you oh, by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox, and you can read it all at pressboxonline.com. There's Gunnar Henderson. He's on the cover. Great story from Luke Jackson. Lots of lacrosse content inside. Again, go pick it up for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Looks like Arizona got more snow than Baltimore this year, too. He said it snowed in Scottsdale two weeks ago. Shut up. Shut the entire F up. 
Dude, they probably. I mean, if it was a if it was a a flurry, they probably shut the state down. Dude, I was the year we did the Super Bowl in Dallas. They didn't own a plow. They had spent all this money for the Super Bowl, didn't buy a plow, and a major storm came in on oh, like man. Tuesday of that week and paralyzed the city to the point where all of the guests that we had lined up for later in the week, we started getting these messages. Uh, sorry that like like Adam Sandler's not going to be able to make it in. I'm like, first of all. I'll live. Oh, yeah. But then at some point, like, I realized they're all canceling. And Drew and I have to do a show at 5 a.m. on Friday morning, and nobody's going to be there. That was the year we infamously killed time by registering. We became uh, ordained Dudist priests that year. You you got ordained, like, on the air? On the air, yes. We became <laughs> ordained. And I, I don't know. I assume I'm still an ordained priest. I don't think it ran up. I don't lives. know if I... I might still be able to perform your wedding at this point. I'm not sure. I could at the time. I was an ordained priest in the Church of Dudism, which was a religion based on the film The Big Lebowski. What, what is the What is the last? Have you watched any of the films on the list? Uh, no. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. The next, hell are you doing, man? Yeah. Would you get on that? Yeah, yeah. Well, Creed was a couple weeks ago, so I had to. I want to make sure I caught up on the Creeds before Creed Three. That was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, what have you been doing for the last two weeks? It's March Madness. Okay, well, they don't play games on Tuesdays, dog. What were you doing last night exactly? Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time. All right, it's Marge Madness's fault. I, is preparing, it, though? Preparing for Sweet There was 16, no obviously. game on Monday night. Now the games are back. Jerk. Put the Big Lebowski on your list. <laughs> okay. It's important. It's not slapstick like these other films. It's great. It's the Coen Brothers. It's a tremendous film. Put it on your list. It's important. Um, anyway, the, we yes, we were so... We were so deprived of guests because they all couldn't make it into the city because the city didn't own a plow. One. They didn't own one plow, and they paid billions of dollars to host a Super Bowl, and this winter storm crippled them that week. Here, we yep. probably had... Baltimore should I don't know. Super Bowl. I don't know what we do with all the salt. Like, what do you do with it? They spend, like, billions of dollars in salt every year. It's all piled up over by the tunnel. What the hell do you do with it? We haven't needed it all. That's actually a fascinating I question. Have... I would like you to get to the bottom of that. What we do with all Do we salt? just leave it sitting there? I don't know. I, this is oh. where like, people know science. It would actually be beneficial. Can you just leave salt sitting at, for a year? Pretty sure, but some I noticed some days they'll, like, lay it on the road. For, for funsies? No yeah, just for fun. <laughs> Like it'll be like maybe like, like we bought it with like maybe a ten percent. This is like a this is like a timeout thing. You can't like in lacrosse, you get two timeouts per half. You can't take them with you. So coaches get to the end of the first half. They're like, well, might as well call our timeout. We don't get to use it in the second half. You're like, is it? Your, does this benefit you right now? Do you need this timeout? They're like, well, what the hell? It feels like that might be what's going on here. Is that we better use this salt or else? Straight shoot. It's possible that they don't want to keep it for next year because the way it's budgeted is like we have to spend all this money on salt, so we better go ahead and use it. So anytime the weather gets under 40 degrees, they're like, you never know, maybe today like somebody will spill some water on the road and it'll freeze over. Let's go stick some salt out there. I don't know. I genuinely don't know how this works. But we spend gobs of money on salt every year, and we have not needed any of it this winter. I guess they just get rid of it because it, it says if – if, you're, if at home, like, you have salt, just yeah. keep it in an airtight container, and it'll be good. Well, I'm pretty but sure those giant things aren't airtight containers. Well, yeah, I know. That's what uh, I'm saying. So I guess they just get rid of it. Like it. Well, I don't know that. You don't know that either. You're just spitballing. You're just well, saying I mean, things. All right. 
All right. I would like for you to get. I would like for you to call somebody. I would like for you to get do some work on this. All right. Call the banner. I would like for no. The banner's not. The, call the the city. Okay. There's a call the state. I don't know who that is. A department of something. Department of Salt. Probably transportation. Yeah, maybe, probably yeah. the Department of Transportation. Maybe. Actually, I don't know that, but sure, we'll go with that. Right, Call Salt Bay. Get to the bottom of this. Call Salt from Salt and Peppa. Cheryl Salt James. I want you to give her a phone call and find out what we do with all of the salt. This is important. That's what we're going to do on the program today. Oh, and the Lamar meter. We'll get to that. Lamar, yeah. Well, I do know there's a Morton uh, Salt Factory on 95, back where I'm from, and it's not air airtight contained. It's just like a like a concrete barn, and you just see a big salt mound. But do they put and the it salt spills in out there? of the barn? Right, correct. Yeah. And that's I like, I feel like that's the thing that we see over by the tunnel, right? Yeah. It spills out of whatever this structure is that they have. Yeah, it all just in. like the trucks roll up to the mound. And yeah, they and they back in. They, it up. Correct. Yeah. But can they just leave it there? Is it just cool for the year? To like, yeah, I, what if that gets rained on? That's I I don't know. I don't have these answers. That's why I'm looking for answers to my questions. Somebody's got to work in this department that we can track down. There's got to be somebody that listens to this show that works in salt that can get us these answers. Oh, and again, it might be a bigger conspiracy than that because, again, it might really be about budgets, and if we don't use it, we lose it, so we have to spend it or else we're not going to get it in our budget the following year, and next year we might need all of the salt. So we just have to go toss salt on the roads for no reason despite the fact there hasn't been any snow at all which by the way blessings be yeah. blessings be you may just, there never be you snow you just again. call the generic number that's on the kind of i would kind of yeah. like you to do that if i'm being honest with you tell so everybody some reporting from 2019 yes. maryland reduces the use of road salts to protect the environment and public health is really global warming just uh well, and the, the fact that it was, it was ending up all over our cars like and the fact that we all needed to go to the car wash like, the biggest mistake that we make in this city is when we get the first nice weekend in, like, March, and we're like, all right, it's time. Let's all go wash our cars. And we know damn well. It's going to rain the, the, the whole Like, the week following, that, yeah. like, we know damn well we're just going to get all loaded up again. Like, what are we doing? But we get we get antsy around here. You got to wait it out. You got to wait it. Deal with it. I know it sucks. You're like, man, my car's, my, my, my car's covered in salt. Wait it out. Give it a few weeks. Give it a few weeks. As we get closer to the start of summer, then it's time to go ahead and get that car washed because you're just wasting it. Or do it yourself. If you got a nice hose at home, not everybody has that, but if you got a nice hose at home, hose down your car. Do it that way. Don't go spend money on the nice car wash, the executive car wash. Don't do it that way. The nice PSA from your pal, Glenn. You're welcome. Now, here's what's coming up on the program today. Griffin's trying to track down some salt-related answers. He doesn't sound professional at all. He couldn't say, hi, I'm Griffin from Pressbox and Glenn Clark Radio. We're doing a little investigative report today. We would like to know what happens with all the salt that you guys didn't use because there's been no snow. Just straight into it. I'm just curious. I would like, that's all. We just would like to know the answer. <laughs> he's, never, he's never done this before. <laughs> he's trying to get to the bottom of this. On the program today. Brene Alexander, Maryland women's basketball, is going to join us a little bit later on this hour. We're looking forward to that. She is uh, getting ready for a Sweet 16 showdown with Notre Dame on Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m. down in South Carolina. If they were to win, you would think that they would be getting a matchup with South Carolina in the Elite Eight, which would not be easy. This one won't be easy. Maryland beat Notre Dame earlier in the year, but it was a thriller that came down to a buzzer beater for Diamond Miller. That game was on the road in South Bend. 
We will catch up with Brene Alexander, who transferred in from Vanderbilt and has been a really nice addition to this Maryland team. Also this morning, our weekly NFL draft segment, Pressbox's own Joe Serpico will join us. We'll get his thoughts on how guys have moved and shifted during the course of the draft process, the guys that Daniel Jeremiah highlighted for us last week. We'll run that by Joe Serpico. And speaking of Maryland, it was an unbelievable game last week for Maryland lacrosse goalie Brian Rupel. My God, if you have not seen the sequence of saves that he made in overtime, holy hell. Three consecutive saves that were all spectacular in order to protect the tie game against Virginia that Maryland would ultimately win on the road. Brian Rupel, freshman goalie out of Catonsville. We will catch up with him later on in the program. So all of that coming up on a Thursday edition of the show. A little bit late to it because we have been worried about Salt. Griffin is still, I got to give him credit, Griffin's still working hard on trying to get to the bottom of the salt situation. Who are you on the phone with now, Griffin? Oh, 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 sorry. We apparently use uh, brine instead of salt now. We do what now? Brine, which is, I guess, a salt substitute. Well, yeah, I I mean, we, I've, I've brined a pig before. Yeah. I know a thing or two about brine, but I... Potassium chloride. And why did we switch to that? Um, Not sure. Uh, let me see. I, I did get it from a... Maryland transportation crews are using less salt, more brine on icy roads to protect water. But that doesn't say no salt. It just says less salt. Less salt. Less salt. More brine. More brine. But still some salt, maybe. Just more brine. All right. Well, I mean, if it's a mixture, that's fine by me. If if it's protecting something, if it's better for us, then I'm for it. If it's cheap, whatever it is, I'm for it if it works. I don't know why this is so hard. I feel like we should have been able to get this. Like, why are we protecting this? It feels like there's a... Feels like there's a brewing scandal afoot if Griffin can't just get an answer. If he's being passed around from person to person. Who are you? What do you, you want to know? Yeah, a, we're going to have a no comment situation. on this one. We're going to go ahead. <laughs> All the president's and, I mean, men. Right? I've got like my third different number I'm going to try here. So, well, Who the hell have you been passed off to? Just the, the, All right, no, no, like, no. Start. Who did you call first? I called the Department of Transportation. Yes. They transferred me to somebody else. But who was it? it it's hard to understand, too. Like them on the other side. Well, because you guys are talking loud, and then. But they said they were transferring you to someone. Yeah, like the the some other transportation like portal, and then they gave me another number to call, and then they transferred me to. There's probably a media. Another like main office. They just gave me the main office number of. I I don't know where. Griffin, just gonna call it. This is not great. Like this for your first assignment as the the investigative team. Like, you got to know who it is that you're talking to. You got to understand who it is that we're quoting when we get these answers. This is, we are trying well, to. Well, once we, I get the answer. We might be, we might very well be breaking one of the biggest scandals in the history of the state of Maryland is what happens to the salt. They just dump it in the bay? Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully. Not. Who knows? Or again, they just stick it on the roads anyway. They're like, ha ha, we got it. It's going on the roads, even if it's going to be 60 degrees, baby. That's what's going to happen. All right, let me get to the Lamar meter. Right now, uh, we allowed uh, Rita to set the number yesterday, our first ever guest Lamar meter setter. I don't know, is that the correct term? I guess. We'll go with it. And she bumped it slightly down from 66% to 65%, essentially the same number. Um, after Rita joined us yesterday, we, of course, had Mike Florio on the show. And if you missed it, Mike Florio basically threw cold water and all of your panic. The thing that I told you guys on Tuesday you were overreacting about absolutely ended up proving to be true. Nothing about what Mike Florio was reporting was suggesting that Lamar was, 
or this whoever this shadowy figure is, whoever the mole is that's representing Lamar. And we did last night on 105.7, we did try to get to the bottom of this. We, we had everybody who called in identify whether or not they were the one that was calling teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson so we can try to get to the bottom of who it might be. Did you find them? Uh, no, Dion, no Dion from Baltimore said it was him. Oh, really? So there you go. We got okay. our answer. It was Dion from Baltimore. Everybody else said no, but Dion said, it's me. I said, wow, I can't believe this worked. We got our guy. Um, whoever this person is, Mike Florida reported there, this person is saying that Lamar is ready to leave Baltimore. And I had said then, that doesn't mean what you guys are trying to pretend like it means. It's not, you guys are treating this as it's some crazy story, like Lamar desperately wants out of Baltimore, wouldn't play in Baltimore again, when what he's really saying is, I want a contract, and if I've got to go somewhere else to get it, I'll do that. Now, I'll, I'll continue going back to... Fact. Hang on a second. We can probably replay the audio. This is a, a show prep, ladies and gentlemen. Can, can learn. You can learn a thing or two from a guy like me. So whoever this person was didn't answer your call, Griffin. Uh, yeah, no, they didn't. You don't know who it was, though. I don't know who it was. Yeah. I mean, I can probably Google search the number and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, that's what a good investigative journalist would do. Yeah, I don't know who. Show, I don't dude. know. I don't know who you are. <laughs> but. A good investigative journalist. I'm just an investigative on, journalist, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're not. You're let him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> oh, all right. Hold up. Let him cook. Be on the uh, phone with uh, the I umbrella lady herself. I just, the... I just say, yeah, <laughs> the umbrella lady. I just uh, uh, pull up your email because I just sent you uh, the audio clip. This was Mike Florio responding to my question. Like when I, when I posed to him yesterday, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, who reported this. That uh, Lamar Jackson's shadowy representative, who's uncertified, aren't we all? Uh, undocumented, on whatever you want to call it, when this figure is calling around saying he's ready to leave Baltimore, it, what does that mean? Does that mean that, you know, like he's trying to get out of Baltimore? Or does it just mean that, like, you know, if that's what it takes in order for him to get his contract, then yes, he would be ready to leave Baltimore. Here's what Mike Florio had to say, if you missed it, on yesterday's show, of course, the, the creative pro football talk. Well... Exactly the way you took it when you read it. If you're going to have someone who's not an NFLPA certified agent try to call around to teams to stir up interest in getting someone to negotiate with Lamar and eventually sign him to an offer sheet, the idea isn't, hey, he really wants to stay with the Ravens, but we need someone right. to make him an offer that he really would like to have that the Ravens won't give him, and then we hope the Ravens will match it. Would you please, team, whichever it is that he contacted, even though you have no idea who I am, even though I'm not certified by the union to be making this call, even though you've never worked with me before and will never work with me again, would you please Mike. provide my wink, wink, nod, nod client an offer sheet so the Ravens can match it because he really doesn't want to leave Baltimore. Right. He wants to stay there. Uh, why, I mean, it's, I, I saw that people took issue with that, but why the hell would anyone be calling these other teams if he wasn't ready to move on? So Mike's obviously very worked up about this other part of it that I, I just don't know why you care that much. I really, I'm sorry, I don't. And I tried, we ended up talking about it. I, again, if there, is, if there is a team that refuses to take a call from this person, then that's certainly an issue for Lamar Jackson. I, I don't know who that... If that's what they have to do in order to talk to Lamar Jackson, then so be it. But I, 
it's very weird that the the amount of concern that Mike has about that part of the story. But again, the part of the story that matters, he's saying exactly what I said, which is this is not Lamar Jackson saying I've got to get out of Baltimore. This is saying I've got to get an offer. And in order to get an offer, I have to be ready to leave Baltimore. It's exactly what I tried telling you on Tuesday, the story was. So now that we have that clarification, and still, post the Stephen Holder report from ESPN, nothing that's come in the last 24 hours that connects anyone. There is a lot of bluster still up in New England. Like, nobody that's saying New England's in on Lamar Jackson, but in the aftermath of this racist comment that they made on WEI yesterday because that's what they do up there. Believe it or not, somebody said something racist in Boston. You'll never believe it. Boston? Racist? What? So unlike them. They almost never do that every hour. Um, I just happened to be perusing um, some of the content that was coming from that radio station, and I realized they are doing uh, almost nonstop, almost like we are, Lamar Jackson up in Boston because they know Mac Jones ain't the answer. They've seen enough of it. They understand. And we also know that Bill Belichick loves Lamar Jackson. And if if there was ever to be a wild card, somebody who kind of under the surface wouldn't want you to know what he was working on but was thinking about it the entire time, it would definitely be Bill Belichick. But nothing still that directly ties it. It's all just speculation. So with clarification from Mike Florio that it is not Lamar Jackson wanting out of Baltimore and no further reports that suggest that Lamar Jackson is being connected anywhere, I'm going to bump this lamar meter back Lamar-er. up. Wow, nice. Yeah, all right, there we go. Very very good. 69%. You're bumping it up, so 4%. 4%, yes. 69% is where I moved the Lamar meter today because we got the clarification. There is no debate any longer. That that thing that you guys got worked up about on Tuesday is not real. Lamar Jackson does not specifically want out of Baltimore, at least not that we know of at this point, and because there have been no further debate. reports of significance that tie Lamar Jackson somewhere else. I'm bumping that number back up. It was interesting because I let uh, callers tell me where they would set the Lamar meter last night on uh, 105.7 The Fan. And I, I, I... Maybe I'm not surprised. There were a couple of people that were around 50-50, but there were more people whose numbers were higher than mine than there were lower than mine. And again, I think it's just looking at the practicality of it. I talk, I, I've talked about it with a few people. Practically, you look at it, you say, well, the Ravens control all of this by virtue of the franchise tag. Nobody is clearly in on Lamar Jackson. So why would I expect him to be elsewhere at this point? And I get it. And that's, again, why my number is better than 50-50. Why it's been, you know, between... 66 was as low as I went, right? Like, that was the lowest that I think I ducked to, and it was up at about 74. It's why I've been in that range. I I think that's most logical, but I still... By the way, real weird that he did that teaser for this video on Saturday, and here we are, it's Thursday, and we still haven't seen it. Got us all on itch. Like, what, are we dropping it on Friday afternoon? Is that the plan here? Like, I, I might... Is this shadowy figure also running your your Lamar Jackson entertainment company? And making decisions. I'm on time slot. 
primetime slot. He's got to find I, it. I, where? <laughs> like the 8 p.m. Friday? I guess, yeah, 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 I don't know. I, I, was, I was curious if uh, you know the fact that he found that little cat in the picture in 45 seconds was going to Ah, no, it wasn't going to impact your, me at all. At there all. were a couple things yesterday. One, we got to the bottom of that um, that that dumb fake uh, Instagram conversation thing that somebody shared with us. He can Lamar Jackson confirmed that is not real. That is not a real thing. Somebody completely made that up on the internet. There was a tweet that he sent yesterday that was a crying face and the word really. Crying face emoji, really. And what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Like, could that be his response to Mike Florio's report? Could that be his response to seeing that dumb fake Twitter Instagram conversation going around on the internet. It could be his response to and it could be his response to a text that he got from someone. Who knows? I'm not gonna be the guy that's going to use that to adjust the Lamar meter. And then um I, I guess somebody pointed out one of his Instagram stories yesterday was him sharing a meme that says, I want what God wants for me. So I, I maybe if you want to work on trying to get God on the show around. to see if we can't. I mean, if you can't figure out what's going on with the salt, I don't know how much luck you're going to have. Did, I did find out whose number I was just trying to call. It was Cal- Kathy Dominic from uh, the oh. the news and traffic uh, oh. in the Department of Transportation. So I'll, I might try her again. Okay, all right. Well, if I mean, if we if we're struggling with this though, I don't know how it's going to go with God. I mean, if we can't get some of the guests on that we've been trying to get on, I just don't know that. If Kathy Dominic's giving you the runaround, yeah, yeah. then I think it might be really. I don't know who Our handles Lord Savior. Yeah, I don't know who handles PR requests for God. I don't know who that is. But if we can look into that and see if maybe God can tell us what it is that He wants for Lamar Jackson, and then we'll know what it is that Lamar Jackson wants, that would be really helpful. Like that really would be beneficial in this process of trying to figure out what ultimately is going to happen with uh, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But until we get that response, until we get comment from God, I don't know what the story is. I want what God wants for me. I, I Maybe we ask, a, like, is, is, does a, does a, do, do priests allegedly talk to God? Is that part of the deal? I, can, I, I can don't anyone, know. I'm can, not a, doesn't everyone talk to God? I don't. i got to be honest <laughs> with you. I've never... I've never. I feel left out, kinda. But isn't that the bit like that? Like in the, ch- the the Catholic Church, they believe that like the priests I'm have the actual. I'm wrong person. I, I my my knowledge of my kids go to a Catholic school. Yeah, I feel Catholic. like I feel like maybe I could ask them about this. <laughs> like, did the priest? You want me to try calling them? Tell you, you know, my kids. Yeah, <laughs> see if you can't get comment from them. the school. Up. And now joining us here <laughs> on Glenn Clark Radio, Graham Clark. Graham, wanted to get to the bottom of it. Does the priest at your school tell you that he gets to talk to God? Huh? All right. Thanks, Graham. That's where we are in this process. That's where we've gotten to in trying to figure out what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens is I'm trying to figure out if the role of the priest is that he talks. Because if the role of the priest is that he gets to talk to God, then we invite a priest on and I guess ask him maybe to talk to God while we're talking to him and see if he can't get an answer from God about what God wants for Lamar Jackson, and then we'll know what it is that Lamar Jackson wants. So, like, if the priest talks to God, and God says, well, I want him to have a fully guaranteed contract, well, then we'll have our answers. Then we'll know. Then we say, all right, Mr. Priest, Father, they call him Father, right? Father, can you find out if God wants Lamar Jackson to hold out in order to get that fully guaranteed contract? And then we'll we will know because yeah. Lamar Jackson said, "I want what God wants for me." So if that's what God wants, 
then we'll get to the bottom of this. Please try to get in touch with a priest. Okay. We need that. Once upon a by the way, you laugh. Once upon a time, I booked a witch to come into the show with Drew so we could try to lift the spell that was on the Orioles and they couldn't win on a Sunday. Did it did it work? Uh not immediately. They lost the first Sunday they played. Drew and I were reminiscing about this last night, actually. Uh this is a straight shoot. A thing that we did. The Orioles won season. When they lost all the time, but whatever it was, they specifically literally had not won a single Sunday game all year. Jeez. And it was something like July. We're like, what the hell is going on here? Now, they this was when they would play, like, the B lineup. Well, remember, at the time, this was like 09 or whatever. The A lineup was a real team C lineup. So their Sunday B lineup was, was like, like a F- Q lineup. Yeah. Like, it was, I'm pretty sure Prince Charles was in the lineup for a few at-bats. It was that bad. No offense, Charles. You might have been better than some of the guys. Eight years old. Yeah, Yeah, right? Like, you couldn't, with your life on the line, name some of these dudes that were playing in the Sunday lineup for the Orioles in 2000, whether it was 08 or, I think it was 09. And so we, at one morning, back when we were doing four hours and the Orioles stunk, and this is what we had to talk about in the summer, I remember Drew just coming on and being like, dude, what do we do about this? I was like, well, I don't think it involves us. I don't think we're related. And he said... I don't know, man. Like, what if we, what if we tried to get some higher powers involved? I was like, higher powers? What are we? And so we put it out to listeners: Should we invite a priest in to try to bless the Orioles for Sundays, or should we go with witchcraft? Should we go a darker route and see if they could help lift whatever the the, the issue was? And the listeners Everybody. voted, and they almost unanimously decided wow. that they thought the correct answer was witchcraft. So I straight no faith in God, huh? I straight shoot called over to a there's like a store that existed in Perry Hall where they did Wiccan stuff, and I invited a witch to come in studio and attempt to answer the the, the question: Is there a spell? Is there some sort of dark magic that's holding over the Orioles right now? And if there is, what can you do about it? And she came in, and I swear to God, like lit candles, wow. and there was it was a whole thing. And Drew and I were like, maybe we made a mistake here. <laughs> like, maybe we're messing with something that we shouldn't have messed she with. She cursed the radio station instead? I don't think so, thing. because they the Orioles lost their, their next game on Sunday, but I, I'm pretty sure Drew reminded me last night he thinks they won three out of their next four on Sundays. And no one really ever gave us credit for it. So a simple thank you probably would have sufficed. Um, you laugh about what I'm asking you to do now, but I would at least start calling... I want you to work on. I want you to continue to work on the salt. I want an answer on the salt. I would consider it a salt if you don't get an answer on the salt. I want an answer on the salt, but I also want you to try to track down a priest and find out. I want you to ask that priest, "Do you talk to God?" Right. Okay. And if he, if that priest does, if the priest says yes, I talk to God. I want you to find out if we could talk to the priest about what it is that God wants for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Okay. Can you can you please? Yeah. All right. I want you to take it seriously. All right. I will. I will. I will. And report back. If the priest says no, I don't talk to God. Then we have that answer. If the priest says yes, I do talk to God, but I won't do that. Well, then call another priest. There's more priests around here. I'm pretty sure. Like, let's get to the. If we find out there's someone else who alleges to talk to God, I don't know who that person might be. I I don't know. Maybe it's not a priest. Maybe it's a. I, I don't know what this, a shaman right yeah. like whoever it is find somebody on the internet who says they talk to god and let's see 
if we can't get that person, we'll plug whatever it is that they're plugging. You know, like if they be like a televangelist. If it's a televangelist, I'll talk to a tele. If that person talks to God, I, I that's what I want to do. You talk to God, and you if think you're, you could get Walter Mercado on the line, I don't. Who's Walter Mercado? He's like the. One of like the most famous televangelists. He oh, a, all right. If you say so. If you say so, let's do it. I get one of the righteous gemstones on, baby. I want to talk to them. I I don't care who it is. I want someone who talks to God. And I'll plug if they're in Cocaine Bear too. We'll plug that. We'll plug whatever it is that we need to plug for them. I would like to talk to somebody because Lamar Jackson said on Instagram on his story, "I want what God wants for me," and I want to know what God wants for Lamar Jackson. Because that will get us one step closer to an answer to this question. 69%. Nice. 69% is where we are with Lamar and Nita. And we have no answer on the salt. So, so far, we've accomplished almost nothing on the program today. But you knew what you were tuning in for. I'll push. Yeah, you made the decision that you made. What? You, you're going to push what? I'll, I'll make a push for the salt again right now. You're going to make another call on the salt. I, yeah. I, that, that, to me, I do think is a pressing should be able to find an email for this. Now that we know who this person is, you should be able to track down an email address as well. If they're dodging you, and I don't blame you, you are the Jane Miller of your generation. You are a hard-hitting investigative journalist. I don't blame them for saying, like, around the office, guys, no, we're not. It's I don't know if you guys watched episode two of Ted Lasso yet, but uh, somebody's getting the old Griffin treatment uh, on season two of Te- or episode two of Ted Lasso. I'm not going to give it away yet. Because someone returns to our lives, and I'm very excited about it. It's one of the most beloved characters in all of Ted Lasso, and it's a great thing. But Griffin's kind of getting that treatment right now. They're all around the office like, dude, this guy. Guys, it's a press box. Yeah, we can't. <sighs> Mike Clark Radio's after it. We can't. But, uh, uh, avoid, avoid, avoid. We're going to have to send him. We might have to send Charles. You might, you might get the assignment. Yeah. When I was on the Ed Norris show, there was a professor at UMBC that hated Ed Norris. And... We tried calling him a couple times, and he wouldn't return our calls. So one morning I showed up for work, and they were like, hey, uh, instead of sitting in on the show today, we need you to go over to UMBC, and you're going to try to track this dude down. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing today? And they're like, yeah, you got to get video. you got to get the home mic. All right, I was 23 at the time, yeah, so yeah, I was going right. to do whatever it is yeah, that somebody told me to do. So I went over there, and I, like, I thought they were trying to arrest me. <laughs> like We went over there, my, my, my buddy – uh. Jeff, who was the phone screener, went with me. And I don't know why. I, I have no idea why we were the two that got this assignment, but they sent us over there. We knocked on the guy's door. He opened up the door and then slammed it back in our face and then called the cops. Wow. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a public building. Like, I'm pretty sure this is UMBC is not a private school. I went here, in fact. I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to be here. I don't think you can call the cops on me. But for some reason, we decided to start running. I guess maybe for, like, the value of the video. Like, that if it seemed like we were being chased by the cops, then it would make the video more dramatic when we posted it. So, yeah, we at some point decided we were going to start running in the course of this video. And we ran out of the building where we were chasing after professors. So, Charles, you might get that assignment. If they continue to dodge us over at the SALT department, if we can't get to the bottom of this... We might have to send you over there. I got my cap. We, I'm ready. Yeah, we might have to like go uh, a hidden camera with this. Yeah, we might have to have you. Yeah, right. Get in there. We the people need the answers. We need to know. You didn't need any of this salt this year, and you had, I mean, millions of. I'm assuming. I don't know how much our budget is for salt, but I'm guessing it's millions of dollars worth of salt, and we didn't need any of it. What are we doing with it? What's the story here? I need to know that answer. All right. Just your typical Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio so far. 
priests, salt, Lamar meter. It's a hell of a time to be a Baltimore sports fan. (laughs) What more could you ask for? Taron Vavra's hot. I think he's pretty much... Taron Vavra and Ryan O'Hearn are playing like guys that are trying to damn well put their roster spots in place for the Baltimore Orioles. I watched a little bit of yesterday's game, and then I got sick of... You know what? Give me a second here. MLB Network. I'm allowed to watch the game on my computer. I'm allowed to watch the game on my phone. We got a Roku stick in here. Why is it you don't have a way for me to just watch MLB Network? What if I really liked... What did you say the name of the show was that was on MLB Network? What was it? Uh, High Heat. High Heat. What if I was just a big High Heat fan? You're not allowed to watch it, I guess. What the hell? What is that? So yesterday I was trying to watch the Orioles game on the TV here, but we don't do cable in here. We do the Roku. So uh, I was... I was left with no option because the MLB app does not allow you to stream MLB Network, even if, again, I I have a cable package at home that provides me MLB Network, not able to sign in, so I had to cast it from my phone to the TV, which was cool, and I felt like the man that invented fire. I'm, like, going through the whole process. I'm like, whoa, I pulled it off, and I'm watching the game for a little while, right? And then I get, like, a call on my phone, and it screws everything up, and it disconnects the whole thing, and I'm like, forget it. It's not – I'm not – I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. And then Griffin's over here, like, "Oh my God, Adley! Who hit a home run? Somebody hit a home run. Uh, it wasn't Adley. They didn't send him yeah, in the game yesterday. Somebody. Uh, some, we were playing the Blue Jays. Somebody on the Blue Jays hit a home run. No, somebody. You said somebody. Somebody else. There was something significant that occurred. Oh no, maybe that was Tuesday when yeah, the game I think was, it was at home. Yeah, Tuesday, Adley hit a homer. Right, that's yeah. what it was. And I just wasn't watching the game on Tuesday because I had to watch pro wrestling. Uh, Ad- Adley <laughs> and Mountcastle went like yeah back. And Griffin's all like, "Dude, Adley Rudgeman hit a home run." I'm like, "Oh man." Clear out the fall. We're going to the World Series, baby. That's the way it's going to go. So I tried to watch a little bit of the game yesterday, but the difficulty of trying to watch MLB Network on my Roku is overwhelming. Please do something about that. Trying to get to the bottom. We're solving problems here. We're actually, we're not. We're just identifying problems. We've solved none of them. Zero. Today's show, however... <laughs> brought to you what is this dumb dumb show today's show is brought to you by your local toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com the toyota tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new tacomas from your local toyota dealer today when we come back in we will upgrade significantly Brene alexander maryland women's basketball they're getting ready to face notre dame in the sweet 16 we'll chat with her next glenn clark radio Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit and stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? CCBC has great news for you. We have funding available for short-term career programs like project management starting this March. Gain valuable skills to advance your career and get back on track. With CCBC's project management program, you'll learn how to effectively plan, organize, and execute projects. This is your chance to make a positive change in life. Contact us at 443-840-2222 or online ccbcmd.edu for more information. CCBC Project Management. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com That first sip That first bite mm. Starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. All right, back in here on GCR. Bet Fred is Maryland's newest sports book, and they've got great offers for you as the NCAA tournament gets back underway tonight. You can bet $50 and get up to $1,111 worth of bonus Fred bets. But the only way to take advantage of it is to go to pressboxonline.com slash offers right now. That's it. You can't do it any other way. You can't go to betfred.com. You can't you know, get use some sort of code. You can't, you know, uh, call over to the people that handle the salt and see if they can take care of it for you. None of those things are available. My, my next, uh, th- there's an address. I was thinking I'd just go down to Fayette oh, Street. You know, the, the police are in here this morning. Yeah. You think maybe they could help us out if we can't get to the bottom of this? Yeah. Like maybe we could. They, they we do did. have a partnership with them, right? Yeah. Like know somebody yeah. who knows somebody who knows somebody. Get into that. I'd say that we need Charles there. What's that? Request a warrant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like there could be a, a huge scandal involved here. We might need a, a pure investigation. I mean, we'll handle it to start, but we might need to 
pass it on to the next layer here. Uh, anyway, if you want to take advantage of this Bet Fred offer, you got to go to pressboxonline.com/offers and click on the Bet Fred logo. There are other great offers and sign-up deals available at pressboxonline.com/offers, but the only way to take advantage of betting fifty dollars and getting up to one thousand one hundred eleven dollars in bonus Fred bets is by going to pressboxonline.com/offers. All right, we had to do this a little bit earlier on because of their schedule, getting ready for their big Sweet 16 matchup, but an opportunity to catch up with Brene Alexander, Maryland women's basketball, right now here on GCR. We'll join now here on GCR by someone who's getting ready for a big game on Saturday. She has fit in seamlessly since arriving as a transfer from Vanderbilt. In fact, she's a captain for Maryland and has them back in the Sweet 16. She is Brene Alexander, and she is with us here on GCR Brene, it's Glenn. It's so great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. Brene, how has this worked so seamlessly for you to arrive at a place where there are a lot of different faces, there are a lot of different faces for everybody, and to have it work so well both on the floor and off the floor that you stepped up as a leader, how has this been such an easy adjustment for you? Well, yeah, I feel like... um for, for one, um, you know, for me, like in the second recruiting process, just being realistic with myself and, you know, my expectations and like my goals and what I want, you know, out of a program. I think coming here, I, I love the atmosphere. I love the family feel, um, the coaches, all of them, you know, I confide in, you know, trust them, just very genuine people as well as my teammates. And so I think coming in, I felt like I had a good, you know, start of, you know, just putting my best foot forward, you know, taking all the tools that I learned in leadership wise from Vanderbilt and applying it here. And, you know, it might have looked like it was simple and easy, but there were definitely some bumps in the road along sure. the way. Um, I think at the very beginning, it was hard to, it was hard to know, you know, like what my actual role was going to be um, coming in. I, I didn't know I was going to be toast, like, as a captain. I was very honored and, like, excited for that as well. Um, I wanted to build, like, really good relationships with my teammates coming in. And that was, like, my main thing, you know, even if, you know, whatever happens on the floor, off the floor, I want to have great, you know, communication, great relationships with my teammates. So that was big for me. Um, And then, you know, with the bumps in the road, I think learning my role, it just, Took, it just took some time to fill out, you know, our even um, our chemistry on the floor, like as a team. You know, I think it was all of us knew that it was going to be different, but no one knew like really what to expect and how it was really going to go. So I think it just went with trusting the process, really, and just keeping my head down and working hard behind the scenes. And I feel like all of us are peaking at this mm-hmm. perfect time. So mm-hmm. I'm just really really happy about that Brenna I remember reading that you in making this decision had decided hey look I'd be willing to trade off you know individual you know stats for the opportunity to win and it's interesting right because now we get to the NCAA tournament like this is the moment this is why you're here and the stats are coming back with it right (laughs) like you've scored 30 points in the first two games of the tournament how much are you kind of taking it upon yourself like this is it for me this is do or die, I have to give everything I can in these moments right now. Yeah, I think for me, just 
you know, um, seizing the moment. And the, I've never been, you know, like you said, I've never been in this situation or been here before. So not only just like, you know, focusing on taking it one game at a time and, you know, trying to get out a win, but also just soaking in the moment and the experience and, yeah. um, you know, being with my teammates and being with my coaches and, and traveling and getting like the, the NCAA, you know, the swag bags and the the gifts that we get, just like soaking up the whole experience of like, you know, not everybody gets to do this as I would know. And um, it's just a great experience, um, especially to share like with your teammates and even the seniors, you know, that this is their last go around. So I think for me, you know, it was just, Trust in the process. Like I said, I am very, I'm very glad that the stats are coming with it now. <laughs> but, um, you know, starting off, I was, you know, I was like, I'll give up, you know, playing 35 plus minutes, you yeah. know, being the leading scorer, you know, pretty much having to know that, you know, if I don't, can, if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, you know, we won't come out on top like we want, you know, that's how it was at Bandy. But here it's like, you know, I'll take playing 20 minutes, you know, um, if I can contribute and we're winning and we're getting that end result and we're playing in tournaments and, you know, um, getting to be on that big stage playing against big opponents. So oh, that's been the yeah. case. And it's going to be the case again, obviously, on Saturday morning, Maryland, Notre Dame in the Sweet 16, 1130 a.m. from down in South Carolina. We're chatting <laughs> yeah. with Brene Alexander here on GCR. Um, Brene, big games, obviously it doesn't get bigger than the NCAA tournament. It, it's, it's cool mm-hmm. to hear you talk about the moment. Like, do you allow yourself to reflect a little bit on what it means to you to be doing this? Cause I'm sure playing in the tournament, doing these things were things that you dreamed about when you were a kid. And as much as you want to win, like you're giving yourself that opportunity to sort of reflect on what it means to you to be in this position. Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me is just, like, making sure to take advantage and capitalize on the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, don't want to take anything for granted, and I don't want to ever, you know, look back and ever say, you know, what if I would have, or what if I did this, what if I did that? I don't want to ever, you know, look back and have that feeling. And so I think, like, personally, I just want to make sure, like I said, just want to make sure I seize the moment, but you know, soak up the experience, you know, um, I have dreamed about this for a very long time and it's kind of surreal that it's actually here and we're actually like playing in games and we're like in a sweet 16, like, oh my gosh, like a sweet 16, like I never would have thought. Um, and so I think I just want to make sure I don't regret anything. That's cool. That's cool. Brene, obviously this, this past weekend, the Arizona game, what, what happened at halftime? Who said what? <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. my God, y'all were a different team in the second half. Um, can you take me through what happened? And, you know, it, it, can you sort of say to yourself, hey, if we can play like that, we're going to beat anybody that we go up against during the course of this tournament. Right. Yeah, I think for us as a team, something that we focus on, like, throughout the whole year is, like, playing a full 40 minutes. And I think – you get glimpses throughout the game, but there's still, you know, those lulls. And we understand every team is not perfect by far. And But there's still things we can clean up. And I think sometimes we, you know, we have a really good start like we did against Arizona. You know, we jump out. Sometimes it's easy for us to, you know, kind of get complacent, get a little comfortable. And um, 
and also know that these teams, like in these tournaments, like especially Arizona, like they're not backing down. You know, they're mm-hmm. not going away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, credit to them for fighting back like they did. And I think they basically just kind of like punched us in the mouth and we were kind of like, kind of in like a daze almost. And I think that halftime break was much needed. Um, but also, you know, gave us time to, you know, really get locked back in as a team. We, so we have time like to ourselves as a team to talk, to like push our ideas and, you know, talk about what we need to do. And then coach comes in. And obviously when coach came in, you know, she, she gives us her <laughs> two cents and it's very much deserved. So, you know, no one ever is, you know, faulting that. But I think for us, we just talk about, you know, come on, like we know what we can do. We know how we can play. And sometimes we have those lulls. Sometimes we just have to remind ourselves, like, this is not the team we want to be. Like we got to turn this around quick. Um, or this it could be our last game. And I think the severity of where I go home, I think that really, you know, puts a, a perspective into everyone. Like, oh, we need to we need to lock back in. Like, we need to get this together quick. Uh, and look, it worked, obviously. You got yeah. it together quick, and it was a heck of a performance. Brene, obviously now Notre Dame, we know what happened the first time. It was one, I, not – everybody remembers the shot the Diamond hit. What yeah, I remember right. – <laughs> you know what I remember about that game, Brene? I, it was such a joy to watch – because there was no separation. Like, it was just a right. battle back and forth yes. the entire night. How much do you learn from that game as you get ready from the, for this Saturday? Do you have to say, hey, look, we're both completely different teams. We don't fall back right. on it. And I assume you got to expect that's probably what you're in for, though, again, against a really good team is just a, a, a true titanic battle between two teams that are unlikely to be able to separate themselves all that much. Yeah, I think, like you said, it is, we're definitely two completely different teams, because even I, you know, think back, and I'm like, wow, that really was, like, that was, that game was, like, our first, like, that was in our first, like, five to seven games of the season, like, that was so long ago, and for us to, you know, be who we were in a whole, in a bunch of girls that came from different programs, you know, different walks of life, to kind of be thrown together and have to succeed, and for us to get over that hump of, like, we're on the road, you know, going against their crowd, you know, playing. This is the first couple games we've played together and being able to, like, just get that gritty win, I think, boosted our confidence a lot. And I think it will boost our confidence going into this next game because we know that, you know, it, of course it's neutral, it's neutral site and things like that. But also, like I said, I think it's a totally different team. Um, we're a totally different team. Um and I'm just really excited, and I think everyone is very locked in. And even though it is an early game, real early start, I think all of us know that you know we got to start quick, we got to start early, we got to be able to punch first. Uh, I think a lot of people on the outside are thinking about what could be after that. Do you, as a leader of this team, have to like spend a moment saying, if you hear the word South Carolina pop up, you say, "Hey, shut up, we ain't thinking about that." Like, have you had to <laughs> yeah. to do any of that this week? Well, I mean, as a realist, of course, you know, everyone knows what comes after this game. But at the same time, we also make sure we're, you know, taking it one day at a time, one game at a time, one possession at a time. And, um, you know, just staying where our feet are and being present and just knowing that we have to take care of business um, at, you know, Saturday first before we can 
think about and, and move on to that next game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And boy, what how electric that would be if it works out that way. Yeah, but right. but first things first, Notre Dame. I completely understand. That's what you yeah. guys have and that's all you can worry about. Uh, Brene Alexander, what about what can we plug for you? Uh, social media, NIL stuff, whatever it is, what can we plug for you? Well, yeah, you guys can follow me on my Instagram. Um, it's Brene Alexander. Um, I'm also on TikTok at Brene15. Um, and I do have some gear, some um, shirts for my NIL. They're also tagged in my link tree in my Instagram bio. Um, yeah, go support those. I also have jerseys um, that are also linked in my bio. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Brene, it's been such a joy to watch you play and the way that you have fit with this team and how this team has come together, to your point. Um, it is so much fun to watch you guys play. Go get them this weekend. May we be talking again about you, you all so cutting much. down some nets. Thank you for yeah, taking. Yeah, thank you so much. Absolutely. And thank you. It. Thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it. No problem. That's Brene Alexander, Maryland women's basketball, getting ready for Notre Dame in the Sweet 16, coming up Saturday morning, 11.30 a.m. on ESPN from down in Greenville, South Carolina. All right, winding down for hour number one of today's show, Stan the Fan and Gary Stein are hosting their Sports Business Summit tonight with uh, former pro sports executives Andy uh, Dolich and Marty Conway. That is tonight at 7 o'clock, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. If you miss it tonight, you'll be able to find it tomorrow, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. When we come back in, I think we got some visitors that are stopping by. Maybe we can help have them help us get to the bottom of the salt situation. It's the most important, most pressing thing that's going on here in our state. I want to know about those answers, but... Um, We'll see. Still to come, Joe Serpico from PressBox. We'll talk some draft with him. And we'll catch up with uh, Maryland goalie Brian Rupel. That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Baseball season is finally here, and what better way to celebrate than with some fresh gear from Birdland Sports. As a small business run by O's fans, Birdland Sports offers a great selection of unofficial merchandise, including unique designs like Birds Are Coming tees, player cartoon shirts, and championship prediction designs. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. Get high-quality gear without breaking the bank. So whether you're heading to the ballpark or watching from home, show your love for the birds with Birdland Sports. Visit Birdland Sports. Sports.com today to browse their collection and gear up for the season. Let's go O's. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19? CCBC is here to help. With funding available for short-term career programs, you can get back on your feet in no time. Starting this March, become a certified apartment maintenance technician to secure your future. CCBC's 
Industries program offers hands-on training and prepares you for a rewarding career in the growing field of property management. Don't wait any longer. Call 443-840-2222 or online at ccbcmd.edu for more details. CCBC, Apartment Maintenance Technician. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season, discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food. 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn over 4100 North Point Boulevard. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right, back in here for hour number two of Glenn Clark Radio. We're going to see if we can't get uh, these these folks to help us out with our issues that we're dealing with. Uh, always good to see my friend Corporal Robbie Wright, and he has brought in with him Officer Tyler Moore from the Baltimore County Police Department. Corporal, great to see you, sir, first of all. Oh, great to be back. Always I, great I, to be I need – Griffin, can we adjust uh, Corporal's microphone just to get it uh, more – yeah, right? Just get it more lined up. That's what I'm looking for. Exactly right. Perfect. So we had a bit of a we think we might have uncovered the greatest scandal in the history of our state. Okay. All right. And we're gonna ask if you, you like we will take care of it to start, but we might have to pass it off to you guys. There was no snow this winter. There was no snow at all. None You're right. At all. Absolutely not even a, right. Not even a little bit, right? Tyler, keep it that way. I, no, Tyler, you and I agree. <laughs> what, uh, from your lips to God's ears. I mean, please, may there never again be snow. But we spend an awful lot of money on salt in this state, right? Yeah. What what do we do with all that? Where's that salt ending up? What happens there? I feel like we need answers. I feel like we need to get to the bottom of what happens to all of the salt. Can we just hold on to it until next year? Can they not do that because it screws up their budget? It might be a use it or lose it type of situation. I want to know... What's are we dumping it somewhere? Are we taking it out to like I, where I live, where we're out in the middle of nowhere, and just putting it all in a field somewhere? I want to know what the story is with the salt and corporal. Our our calls are getting dodged. <laughs> well, that that that's actually a very good question. Where does yeah, the salt that, go? Now you see, you want to know too, don't you? Because you, now, dro- it, you there drop. might be there might be no scandal at all. It right. might very well be that there's a very simplistic answer to this. But Griffin's been calling over. And he's been getting the runaround. He's yeah. getting passed around. Oh, you need to talk to Dave. You need to talk to Nikki. You need to talk to... Nobody's giving an answer. So we might have to send over Griffin and Charles 
to the salt department pretty soon to get to the bottom of this. And if it's the scandal I think it might be, they might need backup. All right? They might need backup for this. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but keep me updated, actually. They see? Keep you me see? updated, and I'm very I'm, curious. You're, I'm, you're I'm, yeah, right? I would assume that they would use a lot of the salt for like the college campuses. Just for cold weather, you can't have the college students falling and now suing you. But other than that, I don't see where, or government buildings, I know like our precincts use a lot of salt. Because they don't want us to fall. Understandable. And, then, and I, but let me make, but make that very clear. I don't. I don't want I you don't to fall why. either. But there was no snow. Yeah. There was never really a threat. So, so, so are you saying we might just be using it anyway? And maybe. And I, well, yeah. I think for like cold weather, when they think that it's gonna. But we couldn't have used all snow. of it, officer. There's no, no there's way, no way. <laughs> that we could have used all of it with there's there being no access. snow. You know, I'm onto something here. Now, now you, definitely onto something. Now you both might be onto something if you walk outside tomorrow and there's and tons. Of that's salt. what I'm saying. <laughs> there's tons of salt everywhere. And might they're be just, oh, we, we got it. They're, they're onto us. We got to start using <laughs> yeah, exactly. the salt. So I'm worried. I'm just a little worried that there might be, you know, an organized crime thing going on here. <laughs> and this might be a big Rico operation and that we might have uncovered something. And that might be why Griffin's getting the runaround when he tries to get answers. Mm. So I'm just. You think salt I, could be like a front for. I think it could be. a <laughs> wow. fr- uh, Absolutely. Yeah. could be a front for another business. I'm not. Look, I'm not suggesting that. I don't know it. <laughs> Glenn's been rewatching The Sopranos. Yeah, it really. <laughs> That has had something to do with where I'm feeling about this. But why wouldn't they answer our questions? Yeah. Corporal, why can't I get my questions answered? I feel like this is a... Griffin is a fine investigative journalist. (laughs) I feel like he should be able to get to the bottom of this. So if we have to... We might have to name drop at some point. We might have to say, look, we're, (laughs) we're friends with Corporal Robbie Wright and Officer Tyler Moore from the Baltimore County Police Department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, too, are interested. They, too, would like to know the answers to these questions. You know what? Let me know how that goes, too. I'm very <laughs> curious how far how far our names will get you. I'm very curious how far our names will get you. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see, see how, it, we're, see how we're, that turns we're out. We're an hour <laughs> into our investigation, and we have uncovered nothing. <laughs> Zero so far in trying to get answers. Uh, all right, Corporal. Great to see you. So, a reminder for everybody: uh, the Baltimore County Police Department. So many times you hear, "Well, it's t- I, I, I don't know. It's tough for me to get a job right now. It's not a bad." Well, there are plenty of jobs available with the Baltimore County Police Department, and continue to be. Oh yeah, definitely. So, if you're somebody who's looking to get a career started, if you're looking, if you have a passion for service and you're looking for your career for life, the Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring. We're hiring for our entry level positions, but we're also especially hiring for. Young people just out of high school between the ages of 18 and 21. We have our cadet position, full-time, full-paid position, full benefits. Um, young people can apply at the age of 17 and a half, so that's during their high school time. We have mm-hmm. many a cadet who apply while they're in high school. As soon as they graduate, get their high school diploma, they have a job immediately ready to start. So, I mean, in regards to there being plenty of jobs if you have a passion for law enforcement, the Baltimore County Police Department has plenty of positions available. Tyler, I was wondering, because we talked to Robbie about his background. What, what What's your story, right? Like, how did you end up deciding that the Baltimore County Police Department was the path for you? Okay, so I'm originally from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and I was... As long as you don't root for the Steelers, we're going to be okay I here. I don't. I'm right, an Eagles fan. Thank God. Fan. That's fine. It's, <laughs> when you get to the middle of the state, you never know which way everybody goes, right? No, like, I'm Eagles. Go Birds. All right, we're fine. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we would prefer for you to adopt a different bird, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll live for now. It's, as long as it's not the other one, we're going to be all right. <laughs> no, I actually went to college in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, And I was 
intending on becoming a Pittsburgh police officer, um, but their hiring process is taking forever. Um, so I graduated, came home, and I took a PT test in Harrisburg that I I didn't really want to come a Harrisburg police officer, but everyone was telling me they're hiring, try it. And I was like, okay, fine. Two weeks out of college did not work out. But did you always so we know, did assume you, Did you always know that was what you wanted to do though? Like was it was it was it always for you that the going into it some sort of police force was your plan? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. originally um I wanted to go federal. Okay. Um and I did my classes and my And again, um, we might need that here as we <laughs> uncover the layers. That was my goal was to go federal. Um and then just within the course of my classes and talking about community policing and I just felt like I would do more good in local policing. I felt like I would have more of an impact in local policing and so I completely changed gears, changed my major. I was originally a psych major to be more appealing to the FBI um, and then when I decided I wanted to do local policing, I reversed it. So I became a major in criminal justice and I minored in psych. Um, I did my internship with Pittsburgh Police mm -hmm. Hence how I like Pittsburgh Police. <laughs> and mm. then... Um, again, we're dancing up against yes. it. But you haven't, you haven't <laughs> crossed the line, so we're still okay. Um, I came home. I didn't work out in college because I was just living my best life. And <laughs> failed that PT test. And I was like, oh my gosh, mom, how am I going to become a Can, cop? By the way, cannot relate for the record. <laughs> just cannot. I'm not sure if you've heard about me, but I cannot relate to, to failing such a Those test. Those push-ups killed me. Um, and my mom said, oh, I know exactly who you could work out with. Her best friend, who I call my uncle. Um, and she called him up, who's a detective here in the county. Shout out to Detective Folk. <laughs> um, he started working out with me. We trained like I was in Rocky and then <laughs> <laughs> he said oh you should come work with me and I'm like oh okay so I started looking into Baltimore County and that's how I ended up here you said a word in there community policing and it's something that Robbie and I have talked about a lot because obviously in the last couple of years there has been a push within culture to say we need to we need to change the way we imagine policing and that word community policing and Robbie talks about it all the time with these events like the one coming up on April 1st that yes we're it's a hiring event but it's also an event to try to connect us with the community we want you to have that feel can you tell me about that what that means community policing to you and how that's been real for you in your role with the Baltimore County Police Department um yeah so I actually come from a family of either law enforcement or military um and so I was kind of always raised with these positions, while they are great positions, there are real people just wearing these uniforms. Um, and so I try to always remember that I am Tyler first. Mm -hmm. um, and what I put on is just my uniform. And so I try to convey that when I go to these calls that I understand that my uniform has its responsibility, but to not get so caught up in the uniform. And when I talk to people on calls, all this stuff can happen to me or somebody that I know. The, these things that we deal with aren't so far-fetched that it's so beyond, you know, my reality. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm interacting as my form of community policing as these are people going through regular life experiences. Yep. And, you know, I have this uniform, so I do have a duty to be fair and be all of that as well and uphold a certain standard, um, but at the same time to realize... I could get into an argument with my mom, too. Or I know somebody who could have used a drug and now they need help. Or someone who has mental illness. All of that stuff is not far-fetched and can happen to me in and out of uniform. That's so important. Officer Tyler Moore, Corporal Robbie Wright, Baltimore County Police Department. 
Robbie, you and I talk about it all the time. Here we are again on April 1st. Um, you guys, again, this is an opportunity for someone to come take their agility test, which, as everyone knows, th- despite the fact that Officer Moore, I can't believe, <laughs> because it was so easy for me. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to brag or anything like that, but I was basically asleep that morning <laughs> as I was passing my agility test. Um, this is not only the opportunity to do that, but really is so much more than that when you guys hold this event on the 1st. So what I will say about April 1st, um, it's a little bit of a different focus on okay. April 1st. So, yes, we usually have our community hiring events. We invite the public to come out to community. Hey, check out our agency. April 1st is a little bit of a different focus. So for April 1st, we're calling it an officer hiring camp. So the point of an officer hiring camp is going to be for current applicants. So applicants who are looking to take the agility testing and also have a chance to, we're saying fast track their process. Okay. So instead of it being just, okay, you take the written test, then you take the agility test. And then there's like, you know, there might be a week or two waiting on April 1st, outside of the written test, we're going to have multiple steps of the process. They're available. So, Current applicants will be able to take the agility testing if they need to take it. Same day, they'll be able to speak with a background investigator in regards to their personal history statements, the package that they have to fill out for their backgrounds. And also during the day as well, they'll have a chance to actually, we'll have an information session that will talk about steps in the process because one of the things we've discussed in our office about how sometimes... You know, we take for granted that people don't really understand what an application process is for Mm -hmm. law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So they don't understand a lot of steps. They don't understand a lot of requirements, the order of the steps, or even something as simple as, hey, when we give you that package, you got to fill that thing up out completely or it's going to hold up your process. So the point of April 1st is for those to come out, you know, current applicants, they can take the agility testing if they need it speak with a background investigator, go over their personal history statements, and also the information session about the process as well. And um, I'll just give the time and the location. So we need um, those who plan to attend. They need to be there by 8.30. It starts 8.30 sharp. Okay. It's going to take place at the Public Safety Building headquarters right up the road, 700 East Jopper Road. Once again, that's 700 East Jopper Road. That's right here in Towson. And then the third part of that is because this is for – actual applicants so people who've already applied they need to actually register with us okay they can give us a call at our office at 410-887-5521 give us a call as soon as possible if you're listening to this right now drop the radio get on the phone give us a call because spots are going up we have a lot of people who actually registered to say hey i'm going to be there spots are filling up okay give us a call right now 410-887-5521 5521 is the phone and it can they have to call can they do it join baltimorecountypd.com or you have to make yeah you have to call that way we can just keep proper check that's all we just don't want anybody to you know understood like one funnel but like i said it's a great opportunity for those who are currently in the process and it's very much a day focused towards them because as you, I'm sure, can understand. We get constant questions oh, no about, question. hey, right. you know, I'm in the process, but, you know, what order is this in? What do I need? Do I need to fill this out? And that's a, it's a great day to not only get you uh, further into your process, but on top of that, answer any questions you have about the process. Very good. So, again, 410-887-5521 Correct. is the phone number. Call, get registered for April 1st. The event starts at 8.30 a.m. 8.30. They got to be there it starts 8.30 sharp. At the Public Safety Building here in Towson. 
Uh, Tyler, I'm going to give you this question because Robbie always lets me down. <laughs> I need to know if you have a craziest story that, that you tell. When people are like, what's the most insane thing that you've dealt with? Oh, no. Someone maybe shoving something up a crevice that they shouldn't have shoved it up. Like, what's the most insane story that you can tell people about your time as a police officer? Oh, man. Um... In what aspect? Something funny? Just something uh, preferably something funny. Yes, I would not. It would not be great <laughs> if we're all sitting here laughing. They're like, and he died. Like, oh. Uh, oh no. Um, I really don't know. Man, is not <laughs> Robbie. I, it's one of those things where I got a funny feeling that you I, know the story, but you're not sure if you can tell it. Or not. That's no, what I really think. There's so it is. many things, and I actually encourage whoever is listening to do ride-alongs with police officers, mm-hmm. because if you maybe catch me at the end of the day, I'll probably have like two or you, three stories. You won't for believe you. what this person. But yeah. if you just ask me, hey, pick your like favorite one or the most insane one it's kind of hard because the day just have you ever like discovered the person that literally was attempting to swallow like a bag full of (laughs) mushrooms as you pulled them over like dude you're what are you doing (laughs) that's a very bad idea and i just saw you do it on top of everything else (laughs) and and, and you know what to to officer moore's point about the ride along that's why one of the things we do push is the cadet program for younger people to just kind of to get that law enforcement experience because they can go on ride alongs but they can also work i mean we have so many cadet positions and vice narcotics and evidence management recruitment we have a cadet we also have them and the patrol division all 10 precincts so it's just a great opportunity for you know you know, people who want to kind of get that experience, um, cadets are civilians, so they don't carry a badge or gun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a great way to kind of work and say, hey, you know what? Let me see what law enforcement is about. Let me get used to that structure. Let me see what that structure is. Let me see what these units do. And I can't tell you how many cadets we get who just come off the street, no prior law enforcement, no family law enforcement, and are like, you know what? I want to do this job, be a sworn officer because of my cadet experience. And many of them use that experience. They become supervisors, lieutenants, yep. captains, commanders. Yep. So, I mean, great experience. And look, full pay position. Yeah, and by 13, the way, 000. yeah, $32,000 at that age, you might as well be a millionaire. Like, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, not, oh, even, yeah. I'm not even kidding. When I got... <laughs> It's going to take Griffin like 10 years of working here in order to get $32,000. Are you interested? Yeah. Right. I mean, it might yeah, be the time. I know. We'll see how this goes with your investigation right. into the salt. It might be the time to make your jump. Hang on a second. Do you need people to work as like uh, un- undercover actors? Because we can absolutely volunteer Griffin to go over like 1,000%. We'll send him to over to the salt mine and we'll say. I'm Griffin. I just have some questions when really he's working with you guys the entire time. Yeah. Because we could talk after the show. All right, we'll talk after the show. 410-887-5521. for April 1st. For April 1st. Anything specifically recruitment related, 410-887-5542. And join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. Yes, sir. And then, of course, April 1st, starting at 8.30 a.m. at the Public Safety Building. But you got to register ahead of time. you got to make sure you call that number, 410-887-5521, to get registered for this hiring event because it's going to be all encom- a hiring camp this time around. Correct. All encompassing. You're going to go. You're going to show up. It's not like me when I showed up and I came out afterwards and I was like, I'm glad. I, I, I'm not, I can't do this every day. I can't. <laughs> You're going to be. This is going to make you get you in the steps. It's going to get and you. And look, we got June class coming up. 
I strongly recommend people attend this if they have interest in getting in that. Excellent. Yes. Uh, Corporal, it's always great to see you, my friend. Great. Thank you for o- having Officer us. Officer Moore, great to meet you. It was nice meeting you as I'm well. I'm so glad you're not a Steelers fan. So that we did. <laughs> and again, we're going to get to the bottom of this. With the, so You and I, we're, we're working on this one together, man. You and I, mostly me, right? <laughs> But I'm using your name. I'm telling people I know you, and we're going to see how that you're goes. You're going to have me looking this up now when I get back. You're, you're gonna, you, you've got me way more invested than I thought I would be. Thank, it is great to see you. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us, of as course, always. Thank you for Thank having you. us. When we come back in, our weekly NFL draft segment, Joe Serpico from PressBox joins us next. This is Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers started over $60,000 and over $64,000 for lateral officers with $10,000 signing bonuses available. Plus, cadets started over $32,000. Great benefits are available like medical, dental, and vision insurance, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days per calendar year with no limit, career advancement to more than 20 specialized units, and more with further incentives for military service members and veterans. A passion for service, a career for life, with the Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license and a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles phenom Gunnar Henderson, breaking down how he was able to become the top prospect in baseball at such a young age and what could be next in his first full MLB season. Also inside, we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's college programs across the state, and Bo Smoka breaks down another year wide receiver issues for the Ravens. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Have you experienced hardship due to COVID-19 and want to start a new career path? Look no further than CCBC. Starting in March, CCBC offers short-term career training programs like real estate sales. And the best part, funding is available for those who qualify. Real estate sales is a lucrative career that can provide a stable income and flexibility. With CCBC's real estate sales program, you'll learn everything you need to know to get started in this exciting field. Call us at 443-840. 2222 or ccbcmd.edu to learn more. CCBC Real Estate Sales. Your new career starts now with funding available. 443-840-2222 or ccbcmd.edu. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world at royal farms breakfast is available day and night it's the freshest breakfast in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right. I, I think that went well, honestly. I think that was another step in the process of getting to the bottom of this. Griffin, you still haven't gotten a response from anybody? It's, I think we're moving into full-on scandal territory. I think we can declare it now, an hour and 20 minutes into it. This is a, a, a we have uncovered something. Don't know what we've uncovered yet. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know that we're going to find out that this is a cover-up for, you know, a, a, a bigger, you know, like a drug business or something like that. But there's something here. There's a reason why they won't just give us a direct answer. There's, there's got to be. There are no coincidences. Everybody knows that. So it's, it's on you. Who are, who are we actually? What's the department? Is it the transportation department? Look, man, I believe in the work that you do. I want to believe. I want to believe that, that you are not. Your microphone is not on, Griffin. You need, we need that. <laughs> Baltimore City Department of Transportation. So is where we're at. But do we know it's a city thing versus the state? I don't know that we know that. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah, this might actually be on us. This might actually be proof that it's not them at all. It's that uh, we we are the failures here. That might be the real scandal is that we don't know what we're doing. But let's say, I, I say, let's let's try to touch base with the state as go, well. Go down a fat street here. And if you guys know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that can get us an answer to this question, again, all we want to know what happens to the salt. We didn't use any of it this winter. Where does it go? What are we hiding in there? What's in the box? That's all we want to know. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? That's all we want to know. Just trying to get to the bottom of it this morning here on GCR. I would say it's a public service. I don't. I'm not comfortable using the words heroes, but I could understand why you might be. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to call us heroes, but I could get it if that's the way that you would want to treat us. Is that we are? I think it might be necessary for above the Lamar meter. We just have the the string uh, the string web of just MDOT of, of at the top. It's, it's the scene of Char- Charlie web, yeah. in the. Uh, it's in, always sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. just trying to tie everything together. You know what? I got a lot of questions, and we need answers to them. Today's show is also brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Baseball betting is here. Bet $50 with Maryland's newest sportsbook, Bet Fred, and get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets along with other great incentives and promos when you sign up through PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. Baseball futures bets, season specials, and player award bets are already live in Maryland. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers now for your shot at winning big. Weekly NFL draft segment here on GCR. We bring in our own guy here at PressBox. Joe Serpico is with us this morning. Joe, what's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, guys. Long time no talk. How's everybody hanging? Everybody is all right. I'm going to run a couple of things by you. As I know you're doing some profiles right now at PressBoxOnline.com of different prospects. I want to go to um, – we had a conversation last week with Daniel Jeremiah, of course, former Ravens scout, NFL Network lead draft analyst. And I think most people are now zeroing in, assuming that we don't get Lamar Jackson news before the draft. We're all kind of zeroing in on wide receiver and cornerback specifically. So I want to start at receiver. Daniel Jeremiah says he believes that of the guys at the top of the draft, the two that would be the best fits – for the Ravens, not even necessarily just the best players, but the best fits, assuming that Rashad Bateman is healthy and lined up on the other side, are Jordan Addison 
and not Jackson Smith and Jigba, but instead Zay Flowers from Boston College. What is your thought about those two guys maybe being the best fits of the group of receivers at the top of the draft? I can't argue uh, with, with either one of those guys. I mean, Dave Flowers is uh, a little bit of your more undersized player, kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Marquise Brown, and that's why I know a lot of Ravens fans are kind of weary of somebody with the same statue there. But you can't argue of his production. I know, I believe it was Mel Kuyper who recently put him as uh, as the Ravens' uh, selection there. And, and for, um, it's, I, Joe, and, I think it's worth pointing out, if Marquise Brown caught the ball more frequently, he – Again, it's despite that, he was still a very productive player in Baltimore. And if he had caught the ball a little bit more frequently, he was really the perfect complement to Lamar Jackson. Oh, and I agree with that 100%. And, you know, a lot of what people are, are knocking not only Brown but Flowers for is they think he, that because of his stature that he's going to be strictly a, uh, a slot player, which is the, you know, more of the case with uh, Jackson Smith and Jake, but then it is for Flowers. Flowers has shown while at Boston College that he's able to operate on the outside as well. Uh, he has, a, I believe it was five or six touchdowns while operating on, as an outside receiver. Um, as far as, uh, as Addison goes, I'm a little bit not as bullish on him as some others are. Uh, he's definitely a smooth route runner, but I just the, the compliment that they need across from Bateman, I think, is somebody who is a little bit more of a speedster, a la what uh, Brown used to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do think if we're comparing those two, uh, I would much rather have Flowers in a Ravens uniform as opposed to Adam. So how would you rank? Of the guys that are at the top of the draft, right? So we throw in Johnston, we throw in Smith and Jigba. If you want to throw in Jalen Hyatt, I, I don't know if Booty's really in that conversation, but I think for some people he is. Downs is probably in the next group. How would you rank them, not overall as prospects, but specifically as fits for the Baltimore Ravens at 22? Well, as fits, I mean, I think ideally, if there was a way for them to land Quentin Johnson, I think that would be the, you know, that would be their top yet. But he's just not going to be available to them at so, number so, 22. So tell me, just, just for the fun of it, because, you know, why, why is it that you think he's a much better fit for the Ravens? I think he, of all the receivers in this draft, he is the one guy where you could just plug and play right away and put him on the outside opposite of Bateman. Uh, this was a rather weak class of free agents that we kind of have seen that the Ravens have kind of been quiet in free agency. Now we also know the reasoning behind has a lot to do with Lamar. But I do think that you know it, it's just been a relatively quiet class for outside guys, and I think Johnson is your premier guy. So if you have one on one side Bateman and you have him there, you got two guys that you could maybe call one A, one B, uh, as opposed to everybody else is kind of well, kind of falling into secondary role to Bateman, maybe even a slot role. Um, as far as like ranking, I, I'm personally I, I'm a big fan of JSN. Uh, I would love to see him in the slot for the Ravens. Uh, just with the way he runs routes, I think is just perfect. He attacks the middle of the field. We've seen Lamar is more of a better passer when he's doing his work on the inside of the field. I'll allow all the uh, on the tight end work, so I think JSN would be a good fit for them. Uh, I do have Booty as my number three. Wow. Now, I don't think – I think uh, in terms of Ravens fits, I think he would probably fall at number four, and I would put Flowers at three. And then my fifth one would be Addison. Those basically my one through five at the receiver position. I really like Njigba just because, I mean, he showed at the combine that – I mean, his change of direction skills were off the charts between the shuttle and the three-cone. He had some of the best times ever for the position. And then yesterday at the uh, Ohio State Pro Day, he ran a 4.48, which is right around in line with what people thought he was going to run. 
He is Joe Serpico, Pressbox NFL Draft Analyst. He is with us here on GCR. Joe, let's move over to the other side. The other position that seems to stand out for the Ravens with the 22nd pick is cornerback. And it was interesting because I, I had kind of accepted in recent weeks that as much as it would be wonderful for me for content reasons, as great as it would be, I just didn't think that there was any world in which Joey Porter Jr. would slip to the Ravens at 22. I am praying for it because the takes would just be exceptional. But then I pick, after talking to Daniel Jeremiah, look at his mock draft this week, and indeed, he has Joey Porter Jr. going to the Ravens at 22. So let me go through the whole thing. Do you think that's possible that Joey Porter Jr. could be sitting there at 22? And then how, again, do you... I think everybody's in agreement it ain't going to be Christian Gonzalez. I've seen some more people that think that Devin Witherspoon could fall a little bit, but how do you rank the cornerbacks that are available early in this draft? This is definitely a cornerback-rich draft, and that I think when we are talking about in the grand scheme of things what the Ravens are going to do with that top pick, um, you know, I think there's better opportunities for them to find a corner and say that third round as opposed to finding an impact guy at um at receiver in the third round so i do think like at this point in time we're probably going to see receiver first and a cornerback in the later rounds. but if they do decide to go cornerback uh early you mentioned joey porter he does seem to be uh, kind of falling back a little bit in the drafts which could be a good thing if you know if you're the ravens especially with all these uh all these quarterback needy teams up at the top you know it sounds like we're definitely going to get at least four of them going in the top 10 picks if not four in the top five um, so that's just going to push all these defensive guys back, and that kind of helps out the Ravens' case. Uh, you mentioned Christian Gonzalez. He's fantastic. Uh, he's somebody that it's kind of 1A, uh, 1B, again, between him and Witherspoon that you mentioned. Uh, Porter definitely could fall back there. I really like the Maryland guys, uh, Deontay Banks. He definitely kind of solidified his spot in the first round with uh, his performance at the uh, Combine. Can't go wrong with Kelly Ringo from Georgia. There's Cam Smith out of South Carolina. I mean, it's just like, like I said, this is a really nice class of corners that even, let's say, your fifth, sixth one in the rankings, they're still, you know, first-round talent, as opposed to a couple years past where it's been really rich in receivers and not so much in corners. This year it kind of seems to be vice versa. So let's, let's flush that out a little bit then, Joe. If the Ravens were to go wide receiver in round one, right now they don't have a second-round pick. I get it. That, that could change. They could maybe deal a Patrick Queen, something like that. But if they had to wait until the third round in order to get a corner, do you believe that that deep into the draft there are still like legitimate impact players? Because one of the issues we're dealing with right now, if they don't bring Marcus Peters back, is – there's Marlon Humphrey, and then there's Brandon Stevens. Like they, they really need somebody that can step in and play kind of quickly because they just don't have a lot, and that's provided everybody is healthy. Yeah, and that's uh, the next piece that's coming out as far as the player profile. It's actually on Deontay Banks, and I mentioned that that right now that or excuse me, quarterback room is relatively inexperienced outside of Brandon Stevens. You know, they got Jalen Armour Davis, who they used a either third or fourth round pick not too long ago that they're kind of hoping can uh, hopefully at least fill one of the boys, but he's kind of shown that he struggles with injuries a little bit, so you can't really rely on him. I'm still under the impression that whether it's Peters somehow comes back on uh, obviously a much smaller number or they find somebody on the veteran route, because uh, they're definitely going to need to add somebody in addition to somebody in the uh, – in the draft, and I do think there's a handful of guys 
in those later rounds. Because like I said, this cornerback class is uh, is a pretty solid one. So there's a couple guys that could be there in the third round. Uh, just two that come to mind for me is Clark Phillips from uh, Utah. Okay. Uh, then there's the kid Stevenson out of uh, Miami. There are other guys who, you know, in those kind of that third round window that could be kind of plug and play. But you mentioned that they definitely need to do something. And that's why, honestly, you know, they might go receiver first round. Uh, I think fans will be upset if they don't go receiver in the first round because that you know, kind of garners all of the uh, attention in Baltimore since the history of the franchise, to be honest. But I do think that uh, if you're looking for something more impact, you want to go cornerback in round one just because they're just so deep at that position. Joe, the other big thing that popped out from Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft was he's moved Hendon Hooker into round one um, and has put a fifth quarterback in round one and, in fact, has him going just one pick after the Ravens at 23. When you look at Hendon Hooker, obviously a little bit older, we don't we don't talk about him like we talk about Stetson Bennett, but he is – you know, he's definitely closer to the Joe Burrow type than the Lamar Jackson in terms of age, plus you're dealing with the injury. But from a pure talent standpoint, is he that good? And again, I ask this because we know there is so much unsettled still with the Ravens in the quarterback position that I do wonder if there's some world in which they believe, hey, we're going to do this with one more year with Lamar Jackson, and then we're just planning on moving on afterwards, that maybe they think about Hendon Hooker at that point. I'm not as sold on Hooker as some others are, I won't lie to you, just because I do think he's more of a product of the system. Josh Heupel, uh, Tennessee's coach, has been known to have teams inf- uh, inflate some numbers a little bit just with how pass-happy that they could be. We, we kind of saw that uh, this year with Hooker. And then with the injury concerns, I, it's kind of hard for me. You mentioned also his age is a little bit older in the, uh, compared to most of these prospects. So for me to go in the first round, I have a hard time believing it. Now, is he somebody who the Ravens might, let's say, you know, trade back from 22, get one of those, say, somebody's early second rounder in addition to, you know, a couple more picks, which would kind of fit the, you know, the Ravens MO to move back and acquire as many picks as possible, especially the year where they only got five picks coming off a year where they had 11 last year. Um, So I could definitely see them moving back and, let's say, let's say round two, somewhere in the 30s, 36, 38, somewhere in that ballpark and making a, uh, of taking a flyer on Hooker like that. But then uh, what message does that send to Lamar? And then you're going down a whole other rabbit hole there uh, with this whole contract situation. So, uh, again, I'm not as sold on Hooker. I think his numbers were, were kind of a product of the system. But would it surprise me if he goes around one? No, that doesn't surprise me just because of the emphasis that teams put on quarterbacks these days. By the way, I'm realizing he is the exact same age as Stetson Bennett. He is already 25. Like, I thought he was 24. Yeah. Uh, that's that's almost nuts to me that you would be using a first-round pick on an injured 25-year-old quarterback. And I, I like Hendon Hooker. I do. I actually think he's a talent. I just It's it's almost crazy to me to think that, that would be how a team would use their first-round pick. But, hell, someone once used a first-round pick on Tim Tebow, so what the hell do I know? Um, give me an idea for you at this point, Joe, is there anything else that you think, like, is there a player that you say, look, everybody's talking wide receiver, everybody's talking cornerback, but if this player were sitting there at 22, even if it wasn't a position of pure need for the Baltimore Ravens, I could see them doing it just because the player is that good. 
Oh, for me, I mean, it's not going to be a popular one, but if somehow Bijan Robinson is still hanging around, I mean, you've got to take that guy. Now, the I don't city, know. The city like would burn. The city would burn Joe Serpico. Exactly. I agree. And trust me. And then, you know, there's not the need of running back with, uh, you know, they they did lock up Edwards for another year. And, and, then and Justice. Still uh, yeah. under contract. Yeah. So, I mean, so that would be the ideal fit. That would be my favorite player. Now, that's probably the least unlikely of all positions that the Ravens are going to go with with a running back in the first round, but that would be the best fit. Somebody that they basically would, they would never have to take him out. He would handle all three downs for him. Uh, but let's get out of that hypothetical world. I think another guy to consider, and it's my most recent uh, draft profile is defensive end. It's not getting talked about enough. They need to figure out something outside of, uh, I mean, let's face it. Adafi Owe hasn't put up the numbers since college. Uh, dealing with a David Ajabo who's in, you coming off of injuries, not really proven. Then you got Tyus Bowser, and after that, I mean, who's who do you really got rushed the passer? Uh, so the guy that I've kind of got my eyes on as of late is Will McDonald at Iowa State. Um, in terms of production, you're not going to find a better player in college football outside of maybe Will Anderson. Uh, Brooke Von Miller's Big 12 record for sacks and. I believe he finished sixth all time in the NCAA. He's either fifth or sixth all time all in the NCAA in career sacks, and that's a guy that the Ravens they need somebody that can just plug and play, rush the passer. Because I mean, relying on uh, yep. a Justin Houston to keep doing it for another season yep. after I mean he is he started off hot, but definitely wearing off towards the end. Don't know if Pierre Paul is coming back, so he's somebody that he's more natural pass rusher. You know, we knew that Adafi Owe was going to be a little bit of a project. He still is. McDonald's a guy that you can just plug and play. He's ready to go. Not as strong against the run, but at least we'll rush the passer because that's something the Ravens definitely need moving yeah, forward. As of the moment, there's a lot of pressure on David Ajabo, who has very little experience. Yes. Like it's it's a lot yes. to ask. At Joe Serp on Twitter is how you follow him, and you can see his stuff regularly at pressboxonline.com leading up to the NFL draft. Joe Serpico, appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Uh- Absolutely. Take care, guys. Joe Serpico with us here on GCR for this week's NFL Draft segment. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or visit helpmygamblingproblem.com.org. Why did I just punt? I do this read every day. Study to you, right? I don't think it is. No. It's definitely .org. I don't know what the hell just happened there. Helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I can do it again if we need to. Gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit. Stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Uh, how about we do fighting words? Let's get into that right now. It is a Thursday on Thursdays, Prince Charles. Let's us know what's going on in the world of combat sports. Sometimes I have to reel him in because he, he forgets that he's talking to people that don't care at all about combat sports, and he wants to tell me about this seventh match on a card. And I, Charles, no. I care. No, 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 Griffin. No. <laughs> Love you both, but we can't do that. We have to talk about things that people might care about. Combat sports-wise, Fighting Words is brought to you this week. By the print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms or any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. There's Gunnar Henderson on the cover. What you got for us? Okay. Um, 
what you just said kind of uh, reminded me last week. You had cut me off right when I was going to say someone tweeted that uh, John Jones, uh, his sponsor, when he came out to the fight a couple weeks ago, it should have been Cocaine Bear. <laughs> just the the world's aligning. Yeah, and just might have been a little too on of... point. Might have been a little too on point. I don't think. I don't think that would have. Like, I don't know, whatever, why not? What's the harm? But, man, I'd probably avoid that if I were John Jones. But um, There was a big fight this week. Yeah, obviously. quickly recapping this past week. Um, they were in London, England at the O2 Arena. Uh, Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman. The pay-per-view numbers estimated were at 850,000, which is doing pretty good for them, especially going but, abroad. By, by the way, quickly, Griffin, it's Quentin, Quentin Johnston. Oh, jeez. Yeah, having a rough day today. <laughs> having a bit of a rough day. Sorry, go right ahead. But um, the main event, Leon Edwards, he uh, retained his uh, – he had his first title defense and retained his belt uh, via majority decision, which uh, left a couple fans questioning. So that's – I asked Griffin, Griffin the other day, was there any controversy at all to the decision? So I was working lacrosse on Saturday. I had no ability to watch the fight. Was there any controversy at all to the decision? It seems like the consensus was that everyone – Believes Leon did enough to get it done, but okay. he did have a point lost um, in the fight for a fence grab, uh, which is becoming very controversial within uh, MMA. There's a lot of fence grabs that happen. It it stops you from being able to be taken down, mm-hmm. like, and obviously that's. So is the that suggestion that there needs to be more of a penalty for a fence grab? Like it needs to be two it points? It needs to be it immediate. Be... I think it needs to be like they, they keep giving warnings and stuff. Oh. So they're like, hey, get your hands out of the fence is what the rest But he says. legitimately lost a point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Over yeah. it. So how many times did he grab the fence? I think was he, he lost a, was the point. He, was he given a warning first? Based off of previous fights. Leon is somebody okay. who um, – the rules seem to follow his fights a lot. It seems like every fight, there's a point in the fight where there's an eye poke, or eye poke, <laughs> fence grab. Um, he's he's one who likes to toe the line. Okay. Let's say. Okay. And see, all right, what what can I do to win or lose, regardless of it, with with whether it's in the rules or not. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. But you, it was the first time he grabbed the fence. He got hit with a point. Um, I'd have to look back at the f- fight, but it was the first obvious one where okay. it was like, oh, he's about to get taken down, but oh, he's grabbed okay. the fence. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. But he, um, but you think he won the fight. Legit. I do think he won think, the fight. Yeah, yeah, as the defending champ coming in, he didn't lose the fight. That's how that's, I feel. And, 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 I, and that's always the argument. They and make, when like, it's a close in, fight like in that. A, in a decision, the, the challenger has to like have truly won the fight in order to win the belt. I, I don't know. I didn't get to watch the fight, so I can't really. I can't share. It seemed like this. Usman was starting to run out of options. Okay. All right. As to like how to get him out of there. Yeah. Does but it then, does it need to happen again? I don't think so. Okay. Um, no. This isn't Figueroa Moreno. It's yeah. like no. you don't think yeah. the fights are good enough to warrant continuing this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, that's kind of. I mean. I mean, if Kamaru, you know, bulldozes all the number one contenders real quick, and you know, I could definitely see a case, yeah. but I, I, I don't. I don't see this needing to be run back. Immediately or, okay. or in the next year. So that goes into the two-time uh, former title challenger and interim champ, Colby Covington. He was cage side and also the backup fighter. He weighed in. Um, they did it very secretly. Uh, flew him in, weighed him in. In case anything happened, he was going to step in. And it looks like Dana has reported um, he will be next. Um, Edwards was asked about it, uh, the possibility of that being the next title fight, and he kind of blew it off. Nobody in that division likes Colby Covington. Nobody wants to give him the title I, shot. I saw, and I wanted to bring this up the other day when Griffin and I were, but I wanted to wait for now. Um, 
this is this absolutely to me dances on what I told you about why it is that it's harder for me to be a a, a UFC fan and why I just can't. Th- this is illegitimate. Like this is not. He's he's a guy that got a bunch of attention by being a Trump guy, we, which we don't even know if that was real or him just playing a character. But he got a ton of attention. He got a bunch of media appearances out of it. And while he's a good fighter, nobody's arguing that he's a very good fighter. The idea that that makes him the guy versus just being the guy that you think you can make the most money off of. This is when I talk about that Dana White became a carnival barker and it became more difficult for me to find myself watching the UFC. It's because of stuff like this. This is not as egregious as Phil Brooks. This isn't as egregious as some of other things that the UFC has done because Colby Covington is a legitimate fighter. Like, he's a legitimate top, but I, I did not get the sense that anyone believed that he was the guy most deserving of getting a title fight here versus he's just the guy that Dana White believes is going to make the most money on a fight. And that's nonsense. It's just, it's, that's not, that's, that when we talk about legitimacy, it's completely illegitimate. Given all of that, I will say to Kobe's talent, the dude is very solid. Nobody's, I, again, yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to suggest he's not a legitimate fighter, but do you think he should be the guy that should be getting the next title fight? I think. He, I do. I know. I think okay. I think he's right. kind of, he, yeah. it's either him or Bilal Muhammad. Because the other option, just, what Leon suggested, he's he suggested that uh, the co-main event of 287, which is Burns and, uh, Gilbert Burns and Jorge Masvidal should be next. But I think, yeah. I think Colby, he already beat Masvidal and I, think colby's more diver- deserving than gilbert burns okay all right so. if if you guys i did not get that sense in talking to people, yeah. people i think the only other case is Bilal muhammad and he's just i don't know Bilal muhammad is just a little he's he's kind of a boring fighter to me and he's on a win streak which is the which is why people are like why does he keep getting passed over but it's like he doesn't spectacular spectacularly finish or put on spectacular fights okay, but, if he's, but if he's winning like again this eh. goes back to the it, it, there is a mindset that seeps in where you start saying like, well, yeah, but I'd rather see this fight. But again, in a legitimate company, it should be the guy that's earned. By the way, well, the hell Bilal is Muhammad's the- not the number one contender either. So at, at that point, if it's not going to be the number one contender, then you can kind of make the case. For what just what, about what is the next guy in the ranking system? Kamzat. Kamzat. At least I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Kamzat right. is. Uh, so the question is, what is the point of the ranking system? <laughs> No reason. So that I we mean, can talk about it. That, that, like, but that's, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. do think that there is a, you created a ranking system just to decide that you're going to make, to be the WWE when it comes to title fights anyway. Just, here's a ranking system, but it's nonsense. It means nothing. Whoever number two is, it's irrelevant. We're just going to choose who we want to have be the guy that fights in the fight. Yeah. I mean, that's, and then uh, that makes the Bantamweight very, very interesting too coming up, I feel like. And, and tonight's, or tonight's, you know, this weekend's fight card, mm-hmm. very interesting. Okay. Right. Yeah, that one's a very um, like fight uh, UFC fight fan centric. So, I'm not gonna report on that. But just to finish out London, um, Justin Gaethje defeated Fazeev, uh Just styled on him. Just showed masterclass yeah. striking. And then for the England English favorites, uh, guy named Muhammad Makayev. He won third round submission. He got put in a knee bar that. Everyone oh my thought, goodness! Yeah. His leg looked like a banana. It's interesting that you're not going to bring this. This one actually on Saturday night is is interesting for two reasons. One, because it's available for free on ESPN, right? Like, and I do think that matters when you're trying to find get a way to get people to care about a product that you need to do something when it is on television, and you don't have to pay eighty bucks or have an ESPN Plus subscription in order to watch it. You need to try to put a product on there that would draw somebody in. And, you know, I know Holly Holmes on the card. Yeah, right? I like, think the UFC just didn't capitalize on that opportunity. Like, yeah. 
the the well, the they don't card. ever want to. That's the pro- they don't ever want to put a money fight on one of these cards because they want to get people to buy money fights, right? Yeah. But the value they'll, of something like this, there'll be a live audience. They'll be in San Antonio, and and I mean, there's a case that whoever wins the main event gets the shot, gets the next bantamweight shot. I think. I but mean, who is it? It's Vera. It is Mar- it's Chido Vera, Marlon Chido Vera, and Corey Sanhagen. And I love both of those. I fighters. love both of them too. Yeah. yeah. But then there's the case because but there's but there's Marab, no but there's, won but there's no to to your point there is no draw there for the average person to say I have to tune in the average person doesn't know who, might again might know who Holly Holm is right like Holly Holm's mm-hmm. got a little bit of main she just signed a six year fight extension right yeah she, like she just signed a six yeah she's yeah, forty one nuts I don't know it happened like just this week yeah I I I was floored I was, I like, was like six what? fights okay what? but like okay. just. The, the this card in itself, like I guess now we're talking about. Like, well, that's not not again. Don't go too deep. Don't yeah, go too no, deep no, at no. all. But like it's just the co-main event. Like Holly Holm should not be co-main main eventing at this point. I, in her career. But that Texas, to me is it the should big, be maybe she Texas. should be opening a main but card. It's the, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I can hear that. The argument is this is on television. This is one person who has a little bit of mainstream credibility that the average fight the average fan might know because she was the one she beat Ronda and she. You know, had a boxing career before that. Like the average person might be aware of Holly Holm. Let's make sure we put something on this card that the average person might say, "Oh, okay, I want to see that." Um, in order to get them to watch these other fights. But I wish what they did more of is like trying to attract. Go back to the old school model of trying to attract regionally. Like have your guys who are regionally around that Texas area be on that card. Like, we had Jeff Neal just I, fight a couple I, weeks I, ago. I, I get that, but again, what does that do for anybody outside? Like, this is, you're you're trying to, to get a national audience for this card. This is, you're on ESPN on Saturday night. And while, yes, most people will probably be watching basketball on Saturday, anyone who's not watching basketball, this is the only other thing going on, right? Like, there's no ABC, ES, uh, NBA game on Saturday night. There's no, this is it, right? So, I, I think... You have to put even this to yeah, me. You gotta, you gotta prioritize this. This, this yeah, to me would be the place to put mm-hmm. like fighters that honestly are on the downside of their career, but have name value anyway. Like yeah. this is the type of card for that. Just throw Robbie Lawler. You're, you, you are <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. Names like Robbie Lawler. The fact that Derek Lewis is now on this card beyond right. baffles oh me. Right. Yeah. Like that's the like, type of thing you that put I, him on every Texas card. I would. I would be doing that, and it's Texas too. But yeah. I would be putting those types of guys on this card. Where like, no, the fights aren't that great, and we know these guys. But I know who that person is. I've heard of them. You're telling me that like I can watch Derek Lewis fight tonight. I'm a little bit more inclined to tune in for that. That's all. That's all. all right. we the gotta, last we thing, gotta... feature prelim is Baltimore Zone. Talk to Lux. That's right. Oh, I forgot that's about that. He is, and the that's end, yes. the prelims are uh, also on TV. Yeah, I believe so. I think at the least... card technically starts at like five o'clock because I do believe I saw that his fight will also be. I think the very first prelims at four. I guess it probably goes to TV. It'll be at five. between. No, I, I, I think they might be all on TV. Oh, I really? think that literally, because I think ESPN has the the two women's games on Saturday, and then they're going to like UFC the rest of the day or something like that. Wow. I he'll think be, he'll be on around six thirty seven. I'm predicting a knockout. Yeah. I go the same gym as him. So I love Tucker. Uh, Tucker's great guy. Time time. Great guy. Yeah. His mother's very involved to show your soft side. Yes. So we love everything about them. Big big fan of the Lutz. Like Tucker Lutz. Go get him on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we have? Because we got to move a little bit. Uh, yeah, I can just go really quickly. Uh. Javante Davis-wise, he is now not going to be training at Mayweather Gym. He's been barred from the gym now. Um, Wait, I didn't see this. Late, yes, within the last week. Um, not really much information we're getting, just a lot of Twitter. Him just spewing and shouting on Twitter, like feeling betrayed and all that. Um, okay. And then a couple weeks ago, I don't. Uh, this kind of fell through the cracks. He had a back and forth with uh, LaShawn McCoy. 
Sean McCoy picked Ryan Garcia and said Tank is small, real small, small arms. Ryan is tall, long, long arms, powerful speed. And who has Tank fought? And Tank responded, I heard he like men, so we need to STFU before I slap the SHIT out of him. Oh, boy. I want to – I want to – all right, I don't want to say anything, man. I don't – I just – I told you, I've said this before when we talk about Javante Davis. Like, I, I want to celebrate someone from Baltimore's success, but yeah. there's just so much. There's so much that he tries so badly to make himself unlikable. Hmm. Like, it, it's just. <sighs> all right, I'm sorry. And all I have left, um, I wanted to do some very on the lighter side. Uh, just one of those funny WTF. So apparently, every winter in a town in Italy called Evrea, okay. they erupt into a ferocious three-day festival where citizens pelt nine hundred tons of oranges at each other. I'm, I'm, it's just I'm a in large for it. food fight. I'm in for it. I love this. So yeah, the New York Times has done a twenty-six-minute like podcast on talking about it. Oranges I'm to it with the this. peels on. Yeah, they're just like that. Actually, I'm yeah. guessing could hurt maybe a little bit more than now that I, now that I say it again. I'm like, it's like almost like that? baseball. It's just. It's not quite, but yeah. they like f- storefront windows are fortified it. with plywood and tarps. Uh, like, but it's not buildings as good. covered in I, plastic. I, I, I wish it was tomatoes. A, like tomatoes, uh, it sounds cheekier. Like oranges, somebody might legitimately get hurt. I think it's this. the oranges because that's uh, specific to where they I, are. I get like, it. I think they probably grow. No, I, I understand. There. It's just that, like when it's not quite as cheeky because like then you start thinking about it. Like somebody could get an orange and hit you in the head. And cause actual damage with that. Like, it's possible that could occur. I'm not suggesting that it does, but it's just not as cheeky as some other food fights that you could hear where you're like, nobody's actually going to get hurt in this process. And Orange could, po- but I'm still more likely than not, I'm going to say thumbs up. I do like the concept. Looking at up. some of these like videos, like yeah, this yeah. looks more like January 6th than a food fight, in my Actually, opinion. With the costumes and everything, <laughs> yeah. you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about it. It's just the riot gear for me, like <sighs> riot right. gear and orange peels. All right. Very good. Thank you, Charles. Well of course. done with fighting words. Uh, how about now? We catch up with uh, a man who had a heck of a day this past weekend, Maryland goalie Brian Rupel right now here on GCR. Okay. Man, what a day our next guest had this past weekend as he made maybe the biggest sequence of saves I've ever seen in overtime to help Maryland protect and hold on for a huge win down at Virginia. And he's a freshman, the pride of Catonsville. Brian Rupel is with us here on GCR. Brian, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on here. Hey, Brian, can you possibly, like, take me into that mindset? Like, in that moment, because all of us have seen it and said, how? How is that possible? When something like that is unfolding, do you even have, like, a second to recognize, like, hey, that was pretty cool? Or, like, is that not even something that you can process right then? Yeah, I think in the moment, um, wasn't really processing it much, just kind of trying to see the ball and stop it. Um and then kind of when it all happened, we were just trying to clear the ball, get to our offense, hopefully get a goal to win the game. So that's kind of all that was going through my mind in that moment. Dude, uh, it worked out okay for you, obviously. How many times have you looked at it since Saturday? Uh, I, th- I think I've seen it a couple times for sure. <laughs> so, um, definitely going going around a lot. Um, I try not to focus on it too much right now, especially going off to Monday. It. Yep. It's a big challenge on Saturday, so trying yeah. to – put it behind me as much as I can and kind of focus on Penn State this weekend. I understand that, obviously, moving into conference play. Brian, where does it come from, like, that you are at, at such a young age 
able to compose yourself so incredibly well in a moment like that? I think it definitely starts with our leadership. Um, we have a very uh, veteran defense. I think our defense tells me every game they have my back. I kind of tell them I have theirs. So I just feel very comfortable behind those guys, and I hope that they feel comfortable with me and just kind of try to do my job. I know they're going to do theirs, and um, we kind of work hand in hand. Brian, a couple weeks ago, you know, everything kind of changed for this team, and, and you, I, the plan obviously would have been that you have been able to, to learn this year under Logan and prepare yourself for the future. When Logan got hurt, like, what went through your mind? I know it wasn't you at first that stepped into the role, but did you immediately say, like, I don't need, I'm good, I'm ready, I know I can do this at this level? Oh, I mean, I definitely think we all felt bad for Logan. I think that was our first um, just mindset, just kind of, feel definitely bad for him just because he puts in so much work. He's such a veteran guy. And he's kind of been teaching me the ropes even when I wasn't playing or anything like that. So I've kind of been learning from him all the way through. Um, same with Teddy. They kind of just are teaching me every day, every second. So, I mean, when I got my shot, just kind of thought, just got to take advantage of the opportunity and just kind of all happened that way. No doubt about it. Brian Ruppel, Maryland goalie, Catonsville alum with us here on GCR. As he pointed out, they open up conference play. They take on Penn State. On Saturday, a Big Ten Network game, 5 o'clock down in College Park. Um, Brian, I bring up, I keep saying Catonsville, because I remember when I, I called the the game at Loyola that I know didn't go the way that you guys wanted, and I remembered having my analysts say, dude, they really love this kid out of Catonsville. And I said, boy, Catonsville, that's not typically the place where you find everybody to come from. Normally, you know, you're thinking about the powerhouse private schools. Can you take me through your journey and why it was Catonsville for you and why you never left maybe to go somewhere I'm sure they would have liked you to play and how that helped you on this path along to Maryland? Um, I think it's definitely a little different path, but, I mean, I'm so close to Catonsville. My whole family's been there pretty much my whole life, and I just love Catonsville so much. I thought it would be awesome to play there and play for a public school like that, play with my friends. Um, I think it definitely has put a big chip on my shoulder um, all the way throughout my career and just things definitely shaped me for this opportunity in this moment. Um, couldn't couldn't be happier with my time at Cadesville for sure. That's cool, man. It's really cool that you. I, I hear, hearing you say play with your friends, it almost sounds like LeBron James, like right, like that, that. It means more to you that you got the opportunity to do it alongside the kids that you had grown up with. Absolutely, man. That's a powerful thing, dude. That's a really impressive thing. Um, being at Maryland, obviously, the the goal is to win national championships. How much does a win like that on Saturday galvanize an entire team and say, right, whatever happened before this? This is Maryland lacrosse. This is what we're all about. Um, I definitely think it's, it's cool, but at the same time, um, win or loss, we still got to move on to the next week. I think it's got a, like I said, a huge opportunity against Penn State, a really good team coming in trying to beat us. So we got to be ready for the challenge and kind of move on to the next one. Are you, as, are you this even keel like in every situation? Like, do, do you, you, you sound so cool in these moments, Brian. Like, do you allow yourself like at all a little bit of celebration, a little bit of like high fives, something like that? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely smiles. There's definitely smiles after the game. But, I mean, like I said, just kind of can't get too high, can't get too low. We're I get it. Going through losses, going through wins. So, um, either way, you got to have a clear mindset going into the next week. Was there any particular, like, text message or, or, or tweet or something, like, something that you saw from somebody that stood out to you after this? Like, wow, that's, that's really cool. That meant something to me. Um, I think just 
first, first off, my parents, I think, just kind of seeing their smiles on their faces um, after the game especially and just kind of their, their texts and my family and my brother was there, so that was pretty cool too. Just seeing their smiles, how happy they were, happy, how happy they were for me, it was definitely pretty cool. Yeah, did you, I mean, did you get like an attaboy from, from Brett? I mean, Brett's such a hell of a player. He's not going to make a mistake like that maybe ever again in his life. Did he come over to you and say, hey, bro, thanks for bailing me out a little bit on that one? <laughs> I mean, I mean, a little bit. I he bails me out all the time, so I mean, um, right. he kind of gave me a little hug, but I mean, he's always at my back. I got to have his sometimes. Dude, I mean, he's an unbelievable player. I am not going to start casting aspersions on Brett Maycar at all. That guy might never make a mistake again in his career. He is so good at this. Uh, Brian, I, I guess I should, before, why was it Maryland for you? You know, like somebody that, that obviously is as talented as you are, had all of the interest in the world. Why was it that you wanted to play right here at Maryland? Um, I think I always grew up a Maryland fan. Um, I think playing for your state is something really special. And, I mean, once I started talking to Coach Tillman um, during the recruiting process, I kind of just loved loved their culture. I love the coaching staff and just the program, what they stand for. I think I really fell into that and fell in love with the place right when I stepped foot on up on campus. That's awesome, man. And obviously, we know what it is that Maryland lacrosse is all about, so that all makes sense in the world. And then, what do we need to know about you, dude? Like, when you're not playing lacrosse, what are you up to? What are you all about? Like, how do you spend maybe a, a Friday night in the fall when you don't have to worry about a game the next day? Uh, I think just hanging out with my friends. I mean, I think I have 50 of my best friends um, on this team, so just spending time with them, spending time with family. Um, I think it's just that's kind of that's kind of me when I'm not playing lacrosse, I guess. That's I mean, it seems simple enough. You, like something that you've binged recently, something that you're super into. Um, I don't know. I'm not a huge TV guy, nothing like that. Um, I don't know. I kind of just trying to focus on lacrosse as much as possible. Focus on school as well. Um, that's kind of what we're all right. Kind of what we're doing this spring. Look at you, man. What about? Can I assume you're a big Ravens fan? Oh, absolutely, huge. All right, Ravens all right. And you are you like dying to know right now whether or not Lamar's going to stick around? I mean, I really hope he does, that's for sure. <laughs> I love that. Brian Ruppel, man, uh, I don't know what else to say other than congratulations, bro. That was that was unbelievable to watch. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys back in action against Penn State on Saturday. Thanks for hopping on with us for a couple of minutes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Brian Ruppel, Maryland lacrosse goalie, unbelievable start to uh, his career as, boy, was he huge in that overtime session. Down at Virginia on Saturday. Appreciate him taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Birdlandsports.com has all of the coolest gear, all of the coolest T-shirts that you could imagine as you get ready for the start of baseball season. And there's still plenty of time to get yours shipped in time for opening day. So whether it's the Mountain, the Felix Batista shirt that we've got right here, whether you want that Birds Are Coming shirt that I know everybody loves so bad, that's what I'm wearing on opening day for sure. They've got the gear you want. They've got the cool T-shirts. The prices are better than the big guys. And the quality remains just as good. And it's a company for Birds fans, by Birds fans, started by an Orioles fan, our buddy uh, Josh Sroka, who cares so badly. We've seen the players themselves love these shirts and have been rocking them down in Sarasota. You got to get yours. And again, get your order in today and you'll still get it in plenty of time for opening day. Go to birdlandsports.com. Again, that's birdlandsports.com. And it's not just uh, baseball-related shirts. They've got purple gear, too. They've got all sorts of Baltimore stuff at birdlandsports.com. Check it out today. Let's get a tidbit. Gambling can be fun. But you should set a limit and stay within it. Remember that if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right, so the Jets added Mikko Brian Hardman. Ruppel. 
Brian Rupel. That's what I said. Quentin yeah. Johnston. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I've been saying all day. Yeah. That couple. I also had to kind of clarify with the tweet that you sent about Lamar Meter. It it left out the part that it was because Mike Florio confirmed that ready to move on didn't mean oh. trying to move on, trying to get out of Baltimore. Instead, it read like if he needed yeah, to. Yeah, it didn't he'd be re- ready. it didn't read well. Okay. So all right, I'll work on it. Yeah, management regrets all of the errors. But at least we got an answer on the salt. Right, right. Some point we but will. A, but a priest? Um, at some point as well. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. We're we'll yeah, get there we'll, eventually. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> all right. What do you got? All right. So maybe Cole Harbin uh, joins the Jets, and then uh, his tweet. He he responded to Schefter's tweet. You know, breaking the news where Schefter was like, "Jet sweeps coming to the Jets." And and he was like, I do more than jet sweeps. Okay. And then so uh, so so ESPN stats and info pointed out that he has the mo he has the second most yards after catch per reception uh, since 2019. I thought you were gonna say the second most jet sweeps. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> good for Bill Hardman. Do you know who has number, who has the most? I don't. Since 2019, I don't. Uh, it would be Debo Samuel. Oh, nine well, nine and a half yeah, yards after the catch. on all the contact, right. right? But it's always difficult. Like, is it somebody who's taking on contact, or is it somebody who's just you know? Busting ass down the field. Yeah, exactly. Like one time, like Lavisca Chenault uh, is top four. He has seven yards after after the catch. Yeah, um, since since 2019. I don't know. Um. All right, and then uh, Gonzaga. They are making their way to their eighth consecutive. Let me double check. Yes, eighth consecutive. Uh, I feel like I keep. All right. Yeah. All right. It's definitely eighth consecutive. We're struggling over there. Uh, Sweet 16. Brian Rupel. And they that is the third most. Now they moved. They passed. They were tied with one team for most consecutive, and they're now third most. Third most. Um, do you know who has the two longest streaks of Sweet 16? Uh, well, they obviously have to be teams that are still alive in order for the streak no, to uh, be. No, just all time. Oh, all time. Yes, yes. Well, that's much different, Griffin. Yeah, I'll well, assume I that like UCLA, considering yes, UCLA, they were winning the national year, championship yeah, 14 year. year streak to the Sweet 16. Um, and then the other one. Kentucky. Not Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is right behind. The funny thing is, I want to say Duke, but they also had a penchant for getting knocked out by like the Mercers and the mm-hmm. Lehigh's. And the mm-hmm. yeah, so Duke was Duke was who Gonzaga just jumped. Okay, they were tied with Duke. It's funny because we look we look back at like one of the big Duke first round upsets was VCU, and now like we don't we just don't think of VCU as a team that can pull a first round upset because they're just a qualified basketball program. But when Eric Maynard and VCU beat Duke in the first round of the tournament, it was a really big deal. Um. You just blasted me to like my early childhood with Eric Maynard. Eric Maynard, baby. Man. Eric Maynard and VCU. Took me back to Duke. rough years with the Timberwolves. I believe that was when VCU was still in the CAA, if oh, I remember wow. correctly. That's what made it such a you know an upset. It was a CAA team beating Duke, but again, it's it's VCU. Now like, look at the CAA. Um, Can't watch their games. That's well, you can watch VCU's games. Can't watch CAA. Correct. VCU. Well, actually, I think more like I think actually some of. The NBC games, they just they only do it on like NBC's app, but I think that's free, so you yeah, can, you can watch it too. It's definitely better than Flow Sports. Number two, mo- second longest Sweet uh, Sixteen streak. I don't know where that came from. Uh, excuse me, Carolina. It is Carolina. Thirteen years. Um, do you want to name the North Carolina? <laughs> Take your shirt off, twist it around your head, spin it like a helicopter. Three teams tied for I, fifth. You think I didn't go see P.D. Pablo once? You think that didn't happen? <laughs> I, you think I, I didn't, didn't think so. My fat ass in the middle of this. Okay, so uh, HFS one year hosted a series. It was one of the great summers of my life. They hosted a series of free concerts on um, 
like the the capital uh and like it was so random they were so all over the place but like one was tribe called quest mm-hmm. one was Wyclef, one was and this was hfs a rock station now some of them were bands i, I like miss a, when stations used to like do stuff like that and they were all free yeah. and it was every saturday night for like a summer in dc and i was going down every week and one of them was either pd pablo opened it or he, he was the headliner i don't remember but i definitely oh my god i was like my my man tits flying just yeah free spinning. makes everything a little bit oh better oh my god it, does. it was it, does, yeah. it was also a thousand degrees because it was the yeah. middle of the summer in dc so they were like it it's free. time to, it's time to take your shirt off you're like hell yeah it is free makes you a pd pablo fan <laughs> i don't know i love that song i can't well every, the, uh, the entire country loved that song when it came out and every time i reference north carolina it immediately comes to mind every time somebody says North Carolina. The first thing I want to say back is, "Come on and raise up." That's just the way it works. Anyway, uh, what did you want me to do? I was gonna say, if you can name the two teams that are tied for fifth with six-year streaks back in the uh, back in the 1900s. I guess Kansas, not Kansas. Back in the 1900s, yeah, they were all yeah, the way back in the 1900s. Indiana, uh, not Indiana. The, the another Michigan another State, K, not Michigan State. Another K. That's not Kentucky or it is Kentucky. Sorry. Well, oh, he said Kentucky. Well, that, yeah, but that was for the, well, maybe the best s- list. Okay, but maybe you say it's not correct for the first one, but since you already guessed it, it is Kentucky. This is Quint- the other one, Quentin Johnson. Everybody, the other one, it's Keyshawn's brother. Uh, the other one was Villanova. Not Villanova. Georgetown. Not Georgetown. Louisville. Not not Louisville. Syracuse. Closer, warmer. Not colder. Closer to Louisville because they're in the ACC. Well, yes, but geographically, if you say it's Duke and it's another it's not, one that I already Duke. guessed, it's not Duke. Wake Forest, NC State, not NC State, not Wake Forest. It's an ace. It's an ACC it team. Closer to the Midwest. It, it, Notre Dame. Yes, Notre Dame. Okay, South Bend. Really All time sweet sixteen streaks. I, don't, I did not know that. All right, I'd say very good, but I'm not sure if it is or not. I have no idea. Come on and raise up. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Twist it around your. Spin like a helicopter. God damn, man! You know what was funny? Like everybody was so jealous that it was about North Carolina, that like he, I'm pretty sure I almost straight shoot that he made versions of the song for other markets. Like he went back into the studio and re-recorded That's himself saying so that like the like the, I think ninety two Q could play like Be more baby, come on and raise up. Nobody calls it Be more. Nobody. It's not a thing. That's legendary. But like you gotta figure out a way to, to make it work in the cadence of the song. It works. And I am almost I certain that that is a thing that occurred. I'd have to go back. I'd have to go back. And, and double check, but I'm almost certain that Petey Pablo went back in and recut versions of the song to send out to every hip hop station, station and pop station in the country, so they could every have single own. station in the country. I mean, I don't think that he did one for like Grand Rapids. I'm, I'm pretty sure there was not a Grand Rapids. Come on and race. <laughs> I don't think so, but you never know. <laughs> it might have occurred. Do you imagine you're just driving through Salem, Virginia? One Fargo, <laughs> Salem, baby. <laughs> I almost I can hear. Be more, baby. Like I can hear it in my mind. I'm almost certain it existed. Oh man, Lord Lord Tariq and Peter Guns put out a song, and the hook was like, "Uptown, baby, uptown, baby." God damn it, I'm gonna have to look this up now. I'm gonna be thinking about it forever. And they also did the same thing, where they sent it out to other, like they sent out versions 
for various markets. That was a thing. Back when radio was a thing, that was a thing. You wanted your song to reflect every city and every city get their taste of it. So it's what it is. Didn't didn't they didn't Wiz Khalifa try to do something that with black and yellow where like he did other did he? like like there was like a Green Bay version that was like green and yellow, green and yellow, green. Like I did wasn't there a thing? <laughs> I hope he didn't do that. I don't. I don't remember. Oh, that. I mean, that, I, that sounds. I almost like. I'm trying to find that, that gun song. I know which one you're talking about. You know I what just I'm talking about? Uptown, baby. Yeah. Uptown. I wanted to. Is it deja vu? Maybe yeah. that sounds right. Vu. That oh, sounds right. Lil Wayne did one because he's a Packers fan. Oh, that's what featuring it was. was Khalifa. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what it was. I believe we banned that song. Uh, one year when the Ravens were playing the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, we were like, no one in Can this town. Like, we have to. And we, like, called other radio stations. Like, Wiz, you, you have to commit to not playing that song this week. Wiz Khalifa, play, Wiz Khalifa did a live concert at the Steelers game when the Ravens played there <laughs> during halftime. I mean, what else is he doing these days? He had that. He had um, it was pretty, the, the Fast and the Furious song. Yeah. And then what? Just hanging out, dude. I mean, he, it was a pretty good gig because yeah, everyone, everyone lost their mind. Wiz yeah. Khalifa was there, and he just was playing the song and just kind of bopping to it because the song was playing over the speakers. But <laughs> to give him credit for all the like illegal things tied to him, the weed, yeah. he's never he's never in the news. Like he just well, it's, it's good, to himself. But he's also, does he matter? Like if if Wiz Khalifa showed up at Stevenson today, oh, we'd lose oh people mind. go crazy. Oh, well, yeah, really? oh yeah. yeah, we I'd be there. <laughs> Why? Because it was Khalifa oh, Stevenson. I got nothing. He did like this little like random like pop up concert back around my way at Jiffy Lube Live, which is like just some event. In, uh, every, in everybody Virginia. knows Jiffy Lube Live. It's yeah. a huge place. I yeah. didn't know that he could play. I didn't know that he was. I didn't know it was that big. Sold it out because like the week of, he was just like. Oh, uh, I'm gonna have a special guest, uh, Playboy Cardi here. Okay, right. and then yeah. Playboy Cardi didn't even show up. Oh, really? And no, but nobody left. Okay, nobody left. Right. Everybody was like, you All know right. what? All this right. is I'm here. It's no Petey Pablo. Twist. I just gotta be honest with you. It's not Petey Pablo. I wish it was Petey Pablo. I would go see Petey Pablo tomorrow. If you said Petey Pablo was at Stevenson, I would race. I would end the show, hop in the car, and race over. Cordae, he didn't play when he was at Towson. He was just there to play basketball. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, he was, was like just, a year ago or yeah, something. Yeah, like hanging out yeah. to play and hoops. No, and, and, Naomi Osaka and they wouldn't let Naomi Osaka in the gym because she had her dog with her. That's correct. Well done. Well done over there. <laughs> I was, way, if I was there, way to go. it would have gone differently. Way to go. And then like afterwards, they're like, well, that was the right thing to do. No, it wasn't, <laughs> you dumbasses. Was Naomi Osaka. Was, let her in with her dog. You idiots. Forcing her to sit in the car. By the way, also makes you wonder about Corday that he was just like, "Well, like, well cool. I got a hoop. All you're right? cool <laughs> sitting in the car, right?" <laughs> to Naomi Osaka, well, imagine. Corday's probably feeling like I was just in Australia last week, and I don't want to be there. Like, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I like I think it's a pretty. good So yeah, life, you're gonna be a tough. Well, you would rather hang hours. on in Australia when they're playing the Australian Open. It's ten degrees in America at the same time. I would vastly rather be in Australia at that point. Like it wouldn't even be close. Just stay. How much I'd rather be in and Australia. Just stay. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> watch, watching someone go back and forth on a tennis court for six okay, now, plus hours. Now you want to fight? You me can about, sit in the car yeah. for okay. two hours. Okay, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing right now. You're gonna get your ass kicked in a second. <laughs> Whiskliff apparently is. There is nothing <laughs> that can happen that's as cool as watching tennis. There is zero that you can do that's as much fun as that. He trains Muay Thai now, apparently. Not oh, good for him. Good for him. He's not Petey Pablo. I stand by. When Ludacris played uh, uh, UMBC, it was a damn. Oh my God! When Buster Rhymes played my freshman year at UMBC, holy first ever concert F. I went to. 
Busta Rhymes. Rhymes? That's cool. Yeah. I was um, an infant. <laughs> yo, Busta Rhymes played my freshman year at UMBC, and I swear to God, I it was like the Messiah had come. Like I was so excited about it. When they announced, because like most quad manias, like most student. No, yeah. no offense, they suck. They're like yeah. whoever you I can. Towson got Kid Cudi one time. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But, was like right but Towson also there. got less than Jake once, like like fifteen years after they had even had a hit. Like I'm talking like in 2011, they had less than Jake, Since after who, <laughs> who was relevant in 1998, <laughs> and that was their big concert. Like that was yeah. the concert yeah. for the year. I actually once, uh, when I was younger, Towson had My Chemical Romance as the headliner, like at the height of their success, and that was a big deal. But yeah, we had uh, Buster Rhymes freshman year at UMBC, and I was like, yo, this is that's a good one. We were all like blown away. Like, is this real? Like, is this actually happening? They got Buster Rhymes to play like at the height of his stardom. Like, hold, this isn't Buster Rhymes now. We're like, you know, if you probably paid him a hundred bucks, you could probably get him to show up. I love Buster Rhymes, but I don't think he's. Had, more than a hundred bucks. All right, whatever it is, you know <laughs> what I mean, though. Like this was Busta Rhymes when he was a star, like when right. he was a massive deal. And man, it was so great. Oh, what a show that was! All right, well that's that's that part of the program. <laughs> I don't know what we just did there. Tidbit was also brought to you by uh, PressBoxOnline.com/slash/offers. Bet Fred is live in Maryland now. Maryland's newest sports book up and running just in time for March Madness. Bet $50 and get up to $1,111 in bonus Fred bets. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers for Bet Fred specials and other great sign-up deals. Tubular brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and by a Toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Sweet 16 gets underway tonight. CBS, Arkansas-UConn at 7.15, Gonzaga-UCLA at 9.45. Before that, TBS, Michigan State-Kansas State at 6.30, Florida Atlantic-Tennessee at 9. Of course, the late game's to be determined. They could start whenever. Who knows? Uh, Orioles are on TV, but no broadcasts because why not? Uh, Tyler, uh, they, they, the six o'clock against the uh, Tigers. Did I say the Orioles are on TV, but no. Is that what I just said? Did, did you <laughs> miss that? Did I say that? I mean, that is what you said. The Orioles are what? In the playing. The Orioles playing. are playing, but no broadcast. Despite the fact that it's a night game, why couldn't they even put it on radio? What the hell? Tigers Orioles, six o'clock. Tyler Holton against Grayson Rodriguez. Grayson Ooh. Rodriguez is on the mound, and nobody can see it or hear it or. They'll be tweeting about it, though. Why not? Why not? Don't worry. MLB Network, Mets, Braves at 1, Royals, Padres at 4, Athletics, Rangers at 9. NBC Sports Washington, Blackhawks, Capitals at 7, TNT, Wild Flyers at 6.30, Penguins, Stars at 9. NBA TV, Knicks Magic at 7, Thunder Clippers at 10.30, Tennis Channel for coverage of the Miami Open. Uh, it's underway. Golf Channel for match play starting at 2 o'clock. Access TV for Impact Wrestling at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, not a whole lot. Jeff Goldblum's going to be on Kimmel tonight because he is releasing a new EP. Jeff Goldblum is. What? Okay. I don't. I don't. I didn't know he did that. By the way, I. I it's not TNT for the hockey tonight. It's a ESPN, musical EP? Yes. He's doing music. It's, huh. it's, it's called, or he's got like a band and stuff. It's like Jeff Goldblum a, and Friends. He doesn't have a musical face, though. That makes sense. Uh, women love him. He's like the the guy that started the whole daddy phenomenon. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh. I don't get I mean, it. I like Jeff Goldblum, but, but like that like... that shot of Ian Malcolm shirtless in Jurassic Park is like one of the most iconic sexual things ever for, for like certainly women of a certain age. But I'm pretty sure like women of most ages. Like it is. I don't get it. Um, I like Jeff Goldblum. I love though. him too. 
And he was, of course, uh, wonderful in um, uh, Thor. Yes, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, but I, I don't the, know. Man. The, the Grandmaster. Yes, the Grandmaster will see you now. <laughs> I don't know about music. Uh, Kiefer, about. Kiefer Sutherland will be on Fallon along with Jim In in Fallout Boy. Big musical show, I guess. Okay. All, all across. He, who uh, in Fallout Boy? Uh, Jim In. I don't know who From BTS. Oh. The Korean pop I thought group. they were still in the army or whatever. The BT- BTS? Yeah. Didn't they have to join like the... Jimin got Don't, out of it. Do they I have guess. like mandatory military service? Jimin's, I think, releasing an album or something. Are they broken up? Uh, I mean, aren't there like a hundred of them? Is it like one of those things where they just rotate more people in and you don't even notice? Maybe. There's like, is that was that Jimin guy finally BTS graduated? Before? Yeah. I thought there was a mandatory military thing, and that's why BTS didn't tour last year. Or something uh, but like I'll that. tell you about Sutherland's new show. It comes out Sunday on Paramount Plus. It's called Rabbit Hole, and it's like just this weird dumb action f- like series. I guess he's a serial bomber, but the government needs his help, so. If you say so. And the new show on Netflix is called The Night Agent. Um, this also looks dumb. A vigilant FBI agent answers a call that plunges him into a deadly White House conspiracy. New Netflix series. I will say the Keith Sutherland show, that is very much a role for him. Yes, that's that's what I that's what I that's what I, that's what I heard. Um, like a like a he's like, like a I, basically like a hit hit man, but he does bombs. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> you said Jin. Is that Jim in? Jim J I M I N. So Jin J I N is a different BTS? I guess so. I mean, oh, J J Y N or no J I N Jin Jin. I that's probably, a different BTS. Probably, yeah. He began his mandatory military service. They, that I am straight there, but they didn't all go together. I guess they're going at different. They're, they're staggering, staggering their mandatory like military BTS, service. Uh, but apparently, like it's legitimately a year and a half that you have to serve. Mm. Like, well, gotta just throw a wrench in the plan <laughs> at yeah. that point. All right, whatever. I'm not. Why am I pretending? Like, just let's just move on. <laughs> let's just move on. That is it. Very good. <laughs> that is it. Thanks today to Joe Serpico. Thanks to Brene Alexander, Maryland women's basketball. Thanks to Maryland goalie Brian Rupel. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hit section of the Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. And maybe we'll get to the bottom of the salt. Maybe. And maybe we'll track down a priest. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll try. Anything tomorrow? Stan the Fan will be here. Stan the Fan. Uh, Mike Greenberg. Oh, yeah. Mike Greenberg from ESPN is going to join us. He's got a, a book out about numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the greatest player of any sport at each number. Or yeah, I like, like it. That. And we'll talk to him about the Jets, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then uh, Rick Schaefer, longtime uh, sports NFL agent. agent. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, CCBC, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Charles, at ch- charles.ap28 on Instagram. Funny. Is how you follow him. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go nobody. Go my bracket. Nobody cares about that. Duke sucks.